Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we are on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. And uh, we've got Mega Ride Passes for you today. Tulsa State Fair is happening the 27th, and you're going, hey, I'm new to town. What's a Mega Ride Pass? Gold. The only awesomest thing that you'll (laughs) ever have in your hand. It is the Flugenschneigen. Sure. 
from Eurotrip. Bring out the Flugens. I watched that just over the me, weekend. Me too. It was on like a bunch, right? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Such a good movie. <laughs> Vandersex? Vandersloot? Uh, what was it? Club Vandersex. Yeah. Vandersex. It's like Club Vandersex. Yeah. Except not even a, nothing similar. <laughs> oh, my anyway. God. the symbols. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I saw that and went, huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Mega Ride passes are to ride as many rides as you want at the Tulsa State Fair that aren't the extreme rides. So uh, if you have little ones that like to ride a bunch of rides, it's a worthy investment. Anyway, September 27th through October 7th, TulsaStateFair.com. Sam wants to talk about every movie she's ever seen. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe otherwise, not that many. Otherwise, otherwise known as the worst movies ever. <laughs> We got our top five songs. It's top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listener New Jersey Nikki. Hey. And then uh, we've got Stump Sam. And don't forget about Fairway to Hell, too. Oh, yeah. If you like to play disc golf, you would enjoy this. If you've never played, you would enjoy this. It's going down uh, on September 15th. Basket Case Disc Golf at 21st and Memorials, where you can get uh, a starter pack if you've never played before. And you can also get signed up. For Fairway to Hell 2. It's also at KMOD.com. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the word genius and how the word genius is overused okay. and that it's applied to people that shouldn't get it. Example, Kanye shouldn't <laughs> get the label genius. Now, you can't look at that like whether you like his music or not. Mm-hmm. And I tend to agree. You can't, being a genius means you did something out of the norm of what you're supposed to do that isn't at, a, at a, like a higher level. Well, okay. like what if they said like, oh, Kanye West is a musical genius. Then- you're still overusing the word, right? The idea is the word genius should be exclusive to people that are really, really, really brilliant rather than he's, he's a really good musician. And furthermore, they went to prove that it's overused the wrong way because nobody uses that word with Beyonce. Okay. Yeah, I guess I've never heard her be, being called a genius before. I mean, they're both quite different because he does all the music himself. Mm-hmm. She just sings. Right. Right. And like he, I mean, he didn't really do anything different with rap. He was just really good at it. Like it's, I don't, I don't think he, like Are you sure about this? Pioneered <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure about this? No. Like, Maybe I don't you shouldn't think say he, it then. He, I don't think he pioneered <laughs> something that wasn't already happening. Like, because rap music evolves, all music evolves, so I guess he didn't really do anything different. It was just he did. super awesome. He did. What? Poopy do scoop. He and... Yeah, that is lyrical genius, Gippy. Great point. I will shut my face. Uh, samples. <laughs> he used sample beats and stuff like that in a way no one had ever done it before. Okay, then why do you think he's not a genius for that? Because that's what he does. He's a, he's a musician. But he did something that... Other people don't at a higher level. I mean, he figured out something different, sure. But that doesn't make him Einstein. He didn't figure out lights. But, right. but like, in the, the example that you just used is that you did something above and beyond at a higher level than other people do. So yeah. If you stick something specific in front of it, then yeah. does that narrow it down more? If every time he put out something, it was something completely new and it was a home run, I'd say yes. But he hasn't done it enough times for him to be a genius no, at no, it? No, 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 no. He's done enough albums that are good. But I'm talking each time you hear the album, you're like, holy cow, this guy is gold. Like, every time he puts out something, it's genius. Right, each album's better than the last one. Rather than... Whoopie-dee-scoop-boop-poop. 
<laughs> that is talent, my friend. I think that's super and talented. I'm, Who's ever rapped about pooping that way before? That's genius. I'm not saying I'm for or against either side. I'm just saying I heard the podcast and I'm arguing the side that they had, which I find incredibly fascinating. We well, tend as, as people to overuse words oh, yeah, that don't make yeah, sense. Yeah. Cliche, as an example, is a word that is intended to be used when something is used too much. <laughs> but we don't. We use the word cliche associated with what? Cliche is like... Yeah. Uh, the, you overused. Know, oh, right. It overused. stands for overused, but we don't use it that way. It was just really fascinating the way it was described. Because mm. I got to be honest, I have a ton of other things I'm worried about rather than if the word genius is overused. That's super <laughs> random, by the way, that someone was just sitting in their room. And they're like, you know what? I- I'm tired of hearing the genius word when it is not due. But that's what's so, <laughs> that's what's so awesome and annoying about podcasts, right? Because podcasts cover things that you don't think need to be covered. And then you're like, Huh, that's interesting. I would have never thought of it that way. Yeah, like that's pretty, like they make it more fascinating than it actually is. I mean, it's just not something, even though we're covering it now, it's more of on a brief synopsis rather than going in depth on it like they did. Well, and I was just thinking when you were saying that, that like I'm sure there's a podcast out there that talks about all the geniuses that are legit genius. That's a podcast about how Kanye West is. Uh, you sure. know, musically genius. Like the same way about documentaries that there's like, a, there's always some agenda. It's not just completely neutral. These are the facts we found that with podcasts, I think it could be the same way. Yeah, absolutely. You can find anything for your argument on a podcast. Yeah. I read another thing that was interesting about conspiracy theorists that people that believe in conspiracy theorists hold experts in actual science and those that are experts on a conspiracy on the same level. That they're of the same knowledge. So, like, one's like actual facts and truth, i.e. science. Yes. They hold them on the same regards as people who just have ideas. Right. <laughs> At, someone who is an astronaut and has been studying space for their yeah. whole life yeah. compared to someone that says they saw an alien. <laughs> they hold those stupid. people on the same level. Stupid. Isn't that fascinating? I never would have thought That's of it. That's scary. To- you, we totally do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if we get a chance to interview an astronaut and talk about whatever, we're going to. But if I get a chance to interview the guy that, you know, was abducted by aliens, I'm doing that, too. And to me, they're the same person. Oh, that's so fun. But but they're not the same person at all. One person went to school for years, years to learn that stuff. Yeah. The other one just sat out in his field until a light shined on him. Right. So It just happened on him, maybe. Right. He got drunk on purple passion in the cornfield and was anally probed, and he just assumed it was an alien, because why? He ain't ain't gay. Right. Because that's like, rather than being gay or willingly getting anally probed, I'd rather be crazy and say that aliens did it. It's far more accepted, yeah. I had so many alien encounters in college. Like, I just got abducted so many times. How many times did you get married in college? (laughs) For real. Uh, I didn't finish. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew McConaughey showed that he he clearly got abducted by aliens in uh, the Texas... What's the Dallas uh, Buyers Club? Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, yeah, he did. He didn't. He was like, I was alien abducted. Yes, he was. And he paid the price. (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) By the way, if you haven't seen the movie, he's not abducted by aliens. No. He's he's unaware of his participation in a three way. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Actually, I think he was aware. I think he was too. He just didn't care because he was too high on appeals. Yeah. Was it pills or cocaine? I thought it was pills. Oh, I thought it was Coke. It could be both. Right.
Yeah. I to me it's very it's one of those movies you watch because you don't expect and you're like, oh. what am I this what's going on? By the Wait time a you second. get to it and realize what's going on, it's too late. Yeah. You're too late. You're like, is he? Oh he is. I, I really enjoy shows or movies when something happens you don't expect, right? Mm-hmm. Usual, sucks, uh, usual Suspects comes to mind. Okay. The Sixth Sense, when, it, when the first time I saw it, obviously <laughs> after that it didn't surprise me, came to mind. Uh, I just started watching the uh, Sharp Objects on HBO. Oh, my and God, it's that, so good. The first, it's kind of confusing, and then at the end some weird stuff happens. You're like, what is going on? Fun. Uh, and I like, I like shows like that. I like being... I like to, you know, to watch these geniuses right. mm-hmm. at work. <laughs> Man, I with with because I watched sharper things like the the first week it came out. It's been collecting on my DVR, and then I saved the last two episodes. But I knowingly spoiled it for myself. Like I read a thing on the internet that was like spoilers ahead, and I still continued to read on past it, and then got super pissed when I found out what happened before I've seen the end of it. Yeah, but it was like. Uh, like Pandora's box. Like I'm like, oh, I gotta find out what happens. I can't wait the two hours it's gonna take me to finish it. I do the same thing. I tend to not, though. I don't get the um, emotional jump scare, if you will, mm-hmm. or mental jump scare. Uh, I still enjoy watching it, even though I know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Especially from a creative standpoint, watching the stuff develop because you know the <laughs> the climax is coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I like it from from that standpoint. I don't know. I, yeah, I totally miss out on the on the real like. Oh, what was that? Like, I'm having to hit rewind like seven times. I was so disappointed in myself. Like I couldn't have the slightest bit of self control not to read the three sentences ahead. I just had to do it. What's the giveaway? It. Um, that- well, hold on, hold on. Going to give everybody a second because I don't want to hear any stupid bitching about a TV show. Uh, okay, now go ahead. Munchausen by proxy, and they give it away like after the credits. So like when the credits are. Rolling, you have to wait till afterwards to see the entire giveaway. Really? Yes. So don't huh. don't stop because usually right when this first credit comes up, I will hit stop because I don't really care to read stuff about it. Like I don't care that much. So don't do that with this. You have to watch till the end. Yeah, that's fun. They kind of tease that in that first episode. Yeah, that there's a little bit of that. Uh, and uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off ruined not watching the credits all the way through. I remember not like n- not realizing there's a little movie after the movie yeah. oh, on right. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So what was it, eighty seven? Mm-hmm. Took that- me till X Men to figure that out. Okay, I, I didn't know. But you didn't even learn your lesson. Like you still <laughs> fast forward and go no matter what. Yeah, but like for like any of the comic book movies, then I'll wait till the end because I know that there's something. But I mean, not for TV shows. That I just stop every time. No credits. I don't care. I've I've never enjoyed when someone's like, "Hey, it's at the end of the credits." You're like, "What? What?" Then just add Dang it into it. the movie. Why do I need to sit here? Why and do watch? I need to find out who the second key grip was? Yeah, and like, does that make you? Does it make you feel as if you're like in on something nobody else is because you waited till the end of the credits? Like, what? What's the point of doing it after the credits? Yeah, I don't know. If it's something that everybody already knows about, you're really just being a you know pain in my ass by making me watch three and a half minutes of names I don't care about. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't understand the point. And when someone says to the effect of, 
Uh, well, they're rewarding the true loyalist. You're dumb. You're not loyal if you read the credits. No. And you don't it, read the credits anyways. You scroll through Facebook until after the credits and hang out just to <laughs> see the little thing. You're not reading, you know, Daniel Davis as the key grip because you don't give an F. Right. You don't no, at all. Sorry. You totally don't care. I know you work super hard to have your name on the screen for two and a half seconds, but nobody reads it. Well, we're going to get into Sam's, uh, all of Sam's movies that she watched and how much they suck. <laughs> we also have a pair of mega ride passes we're going giveaway stump sam and our top five songs today it's from uh, our listener new jersey nikki top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along so we'll get to all that we've got news quickies when we come back let's go people Tulsa's morning show the big mad morning show shut up with your names the assault continues next 97.5 kmod Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. News quickies are stories you might have missed in the news. If you want the full story, because we're just going to briefly touch it, uh, or touch on it, facebook.com slash BMMS69. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Man used pet sitting service finds shirtless men and lube in his house. A so, lube? Lube. Oh, ugh. Yeah, so uh, Khalid Keller came <laughs> home to his Colorado Springs house at 1 a.m. after hiring a pet service to watch his dog, Jimbo. And he walked in and found two shirtless men, a bottle of lubricant, and a camera in his living room. <laughs> And the woman that was supposed to be watching his dog was in the shower. So he couldn't even see his dog. He's like, where's my dog at? So then he finds Jimbo locked into a room. Jimbo. Right. (laughs) He finds Jimbo locked into a room and he was in his own waist, obviously not being taken care of. He obviously got heated about it. And he had said that he... Uh, can only assume that there's going to be bodily fluids on the couch just from the the scene that he see that he saw. So the woman said, "No, he's wrong. There's no bodily fluids on the couch." She said that she, her keys got stuck in her car, so she used the lubricant that was in her car to get the keys unstuck, <laughs> and then brought the lubricant into the house because she forgot to put the yeah, dirt back yeah. in her car. Dirt. You dumbass. Like, anyone would believe that? And so, uh, anyways, now the, the, the pet service that he used, they're going to investigate the incident, and they have since put that woman on suspension. And he said, it was just a total mess. I can only imagine what poor Jimbo saw in there. <laughs> poor Jimbo. <laughs> Right, right. You never know what that dog's seeing, man. Right. <laughs> put, put the dog in the basket. <laughs> right. I love that that woman thought that that was a, like a reasonable excuse. Like, how am I going to explain away the lube, the camera, the two shirtless men? Uh, I, I don't. They're just friends. We like to film ourselves hanging out. Yeah. But the lube, I got my car keys stuck. Yeah. What? Well, I tend, I tend to use like a MythBusters philosophy when I hear something so outlandish. Because obviously there's no way, I don't know, maybe that this is a good lube, right? And maybe it was graphite lube. I have no idea. And so I was like, well, is this possible? Now, is it, what kind of lube is it? Is it KY jelly? 
Right. Right? We did, it probably doesn't say. It doesn't say. It just says lubricant. And Personal if, lubricant. And if she had graphite lubricant, mm-hmm. it's an, that is an actual thing that you would actually squirt into a keyhole to use to try and uh, get the key to not stick. Right? So if, I thought that was a joke. I didn't think you meant that there was things. No, there's a thing called it's powdered. It's powder little granules. Okay. Okay. Or WD forty. That works. Also a lubricant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying that. All right. So there's a tiny possibility, but for me the key the capper is what year is her car? Well, right. okay. So because if it's an electronic key, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is where she's guilty. Her her exact quote. So I ended up grabbing what I had in my car for things that, you know, I do on my own personal time, and I didn't think to put it back in my car. She was dialing zero? <laughs> what it sounds she, like She thought me. a better... Yeah, she's totally lying. P.S. Who has that just in their car on standby right. that you needed? I can tell you that even <laughs> when I had my slut bag in my car, there was no lube in my slut bag, because it's not necessary to get it at one yeah. o'clock in the afternoon. I don't need that. Maybe another pair of underwear, not lube. So clearly it was a sexual lube. Yes. Yeah. Not going to happen. She's not using that to get a key out. No. You're done. That's so stupid. Especially if it isn't water-based. Right? <laughs> okay. Well, the others are super sticky. Yeah. Oh, That'll just God. make the problem even worse. Yes. Yeah. I can't imagine the person she told that story to. They're like, you sure you want to go with this? When people tell <laughs> when people tell lies, it's awesome to watch because you can literally see them like thinking about what they're gonna say, mm-hmm. right? So they're like, "I just grabbed what was in my car for you know personal time." You follow me? I went out to my car. Yeah, I opened the door, <laughs> I turned the key, and I thought, "Well, okay, where's everything gonna be at?" Uh, oh, I'm gonna grab this lube. I'm gonna put it on the key ignition, and then for sure my key will get out. Yeah, I actually, I actually have a question for you, Sam, that I can't ask on the air. Uh-oh. So I just want to ask real quick, okay? Okay. All right. So sometimes. 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 Yeah. But not when they're alone. Yeah, not when you're alone. Huh. Okay, she's lying. 100%. <laughs> sure. I'll take your Unless you're it. in the group of women that Gimpy likes to have sex with. <laughs> well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the old woman, the James Fonda. The James J- oh, Fonda. right. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with grilled cheese every now and again. Uh, right, no, I hear you. I hear you, man. It's Velveeta now. Mm, oh, <laughs> Sweet bus leaves sour taste for cops. So what happened is last month... Uh, there's a, what is it? It's the new, uh, Hanover County investigators out in North Carolina. See, they got a tip. Their gang unit did. So they went ahead and raided this house and they thought they had this huge bust. Awesome. Hey boss, we've got 13 pounds of fentanyl, 13 pounds of fentanyl, an opioid. Okay. Painkiller. Powder. Uh, powdered for them. They Jesus. thought they had, they said it was over $2 million street value. Wow. Could have get hundreds and th- hundreds of thousands of little baggies of dope for these dealers. So they, they got that. They came to that conclusion because their field test kit. All right, cool. We got fentanyl. Boss, we're going to raid these guys. Da, 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 da. So they raid the house. They arrest the people. Well, then the drugs have to go off to the state for further testing because, you know, it's just a field test. They need to, you know, do a thorough test. Right. Testing. It's got a percentage of error. Absolutely. So when it comes back from their state test, that's when they found out their 13 pounds of fentanyl was 13 pounds of sugar. Straight sugar? Straight sugar. Huh? Oh. 
Damn it. How do you how do those even in a field test come back anywhere near the same? Well, that's a problem that's coming up with the people that created the field test, this company. And they're like, yeah, they have room for false positives. They're trying to figure out what created this false positive, what happened in our test. So right. they're, they're trying to figure that out. Nonetheless, the three people that were busted, right, got their house raided, whatever. They got those charges dropped. The Can you imagine? Like, charges. we're innocent. Like, everybody says that. Right. We're all innocent here. Right. It's sugar, I promise. Sure. Sure it but is. What are you doing right. And he got busted for basil. Mm-hmm. What's a 13-pound block of sugar doing in your house, too? That's kind of random, right? I mean, you can buy bags of sugar. Get five pounds at a time. Ten you pounds at a time. You can buy even Club big I'm bags. Guess, mm-hmm. I'm guessing like a giant block of sugar cube. Because yeah. I guess that's <laughs> how she's going there and chips yeah. them off. Tink, tink, tink. A little coffee for me. Like, right. you know, in all the movies, like all the mm-hmm. kilos of Coke are all like bound together in like one big thing. So I'm thinking it's like a brick of sugar. Yeah, I... I don't know. And I don't know what the protocol is with a knife, you know, because they use the knife to get the drug out usually to put in the sample. Yeah. I don't know what the protocol is. Are they, do they wipe it with an alcohol wipe before or after? Like, Lick I'm the sure blade. there is a protocol. They lick it. Right. That's why you see the TV and they're like, they put it on their teeth. They're like, right. yeah, that's cocaine. Uh, no, they don't do that. No. Because they would get high. That. Right. So that's why they don't it. do it. Yeah. yeah. Like, We're so, going to write you up really, really quick and we just need your last name, your driver's license. I need all your stuff. What are you talking about? Me? I'm going to take you to jail. What are you doing? <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 So these people got, uh, they still have to deal with other narcotics charges, but they did get those dropped. Oh, so they still had other drugs in the house. Yeah. 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 Just not 13 pounds of fentanyl. So it's not out of the realm of possibility mm-hmm. here. This wasn't like the uh, win- the Wednesday night women's bunko team. Right. Okay. okay. Got so, rated, yeah. And then probably they're like, wait, it's not fentanyl? So we Damn just it, got, we got ripped the off. cartel gave us sugar? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Why, they, why didn't they just punish them like my dad used to? Like, well, if you didn't do this. Do this, this, then this punishment's for something else I didn't catch you on. Right, right. <laughs> or they're like, you're going to snort this 13 pounds of sugar in front of us until you can't take any more. Right. You do all this fentanyl. <laughs> you go in the closet, you do all this fentanyl. <laughs> they never came out. Uh, fifth grader punished for calling teacher ma'am. This what? happened in North Carolina, and a little boy came home, and his parents were concerned because the 10-year-old said he was punished for referring to his female teacher as ma'am. The parents were both concerned and confused. The mother noticed her son seemed upset after leaving the bus from his school in the town that they live. I asked him what happened. He said he got in trouble for saying yes, ma'am. Huh? Uh, they showed, uh, the boy showed the mom a piece of paper with the word ma'am written a dozen times by hand. Four times on every line, the boy said his teacher made him write it because he continued to call her ma'am after she asked him not to. It's just being polite. Uh, The family told a local TV station that they raised their children to refer to adults as ma'am and sir out of respect and that the little boy was hospitalized last month for a seizure-related incident involving memory loss. Hmm? (laughs) Was he a bundle of joy? (laughs) Right. Uh, the teacher at the school wasn't aware. Uh, the teacher at the school wasn't aware of the little boy's condition. The parents told the station, the TV station, um, but the family still expressed disappointment. Uh, it wasn't right. It wasn't professional. As a teacher, it wasn't professional. Mm-mm. A parent was asked to sign the paper as part of the punishment, uh, according to the TV station, which is par for the course, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they met the next day with the school principal and the teacher. And they returned the signed sheet at that time with a definition of the word ma'am. <laughs> awesome. Pretty awesome, right? Serve it.
that it's a term of respect of polite address used for a woman. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes you feel old. I've had ladies tell me that. Don't call me ma'am. I'm not that old. It's just a respect thing. So any female military officer or of ranking officer and has said ma'am, they feel old? No, but that's in the military. That's different. But it's out, it's still out of respect. That's no, it the is. whole reason it's done. Yeah, you have to call them sir or ma'am. Because? Like, because it's respectful right. and they're an officer and that's what you have to address them as, whether they want to or not. But not in the military. I even like if when I was a civilian and I'd go on base and then they don't, you know, if you don't know what someone's rank is, then you just call them sir or ma'am just to be sure. And I didn't like being called ma'am because it's just in not military world, it just makes you feel old. You say that to older women. It's not like a young thing. Then I'm going to make a lot of women feel old. You call, you call like younger people miss and then older I've ladies I've never called man. someone miss Excuse ever. me, miss, miss. Yeah, but like Shut that, that no. makes me feel younger than calling me ma'am. It's just, I, listen, I don't know why this is. It's just like a thing that you feel very old when somebody calls you ma'am. It's a weird, insecure thing. Like being I, old is a punishment. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I want to be. Oh, just so we're clear, what age is it okay for me to start saying ma'am to you? When you retire. Huh? Yeah. After no. 55? No. no. No, after 65. No, so your children will address their friend's mothers as miss. Yeah, whatever their last name is. Miss, you know, whatever. Miss Green. Okay. Miss Pierce. Whatever. Okay. I, can, I mean, I guess I can see that because that's what you would call a teacher and be respectful. Yeah. 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 So I guess I could see that. It's just I I don't I don't know who made up that rule. Maybe I'm conditioned to think that that's a mean thing that you call old old ladies. In, old ca- women. in karate, you address everybody as ma'am or sir, the way it should be, because you're trying to show that I respect you and I'm not. You know what I mean? We're buddies. And you, never <laughs> of the women that uh, that you know, I punch. Say, <laughs> uh, say, that's so cute. Say to me, ooh, well, don't call me that. It well, makes right. me feel old. Do you know why? Because they kick my ass on a regular basis. <laughs> well, th- like in that environment and in like the military environment, it's something different than it is in like regular civilian world. Because like you get called. Or it isn't. And people are just insecure in the civilian yeah, world. I'm with him on that one. No, no. Where all my mams at? <laughs> Where are your Well, mams? I don't know. They, they clearly can't hear you Where based on your at? definition of mams. They're too busy sleeping in or watching, you know, ABC early morning news. Everyone write a letter, send a carrier pigeon, <laughs> tell them you're not respected. Right. <laughs> All these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's morning show continues next. The Big Mad Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Joining us on the line from 1430 The Buzz, voice of the Tulsa Roughnecks, and sideline reporter for your Tulsa Golden Hurricane, Pop is on the line. Hey, man, how are you? Hey, how are you guys this morning? Fantastic. Are you working Saturday or is there... Okay, what time is kickoff? Uh, six o'clock. And who are we taking? Who are we going against? Central Arkansas, week one, um, and then that is a uh, which is a, a, a decent team for an FCS team, and then that leads into week two. They play at at Texas, uh, so we go to Austin in in the second week of the season. So 
get this one out of the way. Uh, hopefully be 1-0 and before they head down to take on the Longhorns on the Longhorn Network on the, on 7 o'clock. On not this Saturday, but the Saturday after. That'll be awesome. That'll be cool. a good. That's a good stadium to go to in terms of ex- stadium experiences. Yeah, right. I'm I'm pumped for that. Calm down, the, OU I mean, fan. I'm just saying. <laughs> giant, uh, giant uh, new video board, and uh, they've they've added a lot of seats to it. It's close to a hundred thousand. So yeah, it'll be fun. Cool. Speaking of new video boards, the Boom Pickin Stadium has a new video board. It is spectacular. Really, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Isn't it, it? it's it it's gonna maybe be the best one in the state. It's pretty awesome. Wow. How yeah, much does it cost? Oh, God, I have oh, no idea. Oh, yeah, they had the numbers on it. We've talked about it before. I had it in one of the updates, so thanks for listening, Sam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jesus. <laughs> no, he's not. Okay. $5 million. It's, yeah, okay. That's, I mean, that's what it says online. It, yeah. It's going to illuminate. It could illuminate the field. They won't need lights. It's, it's going to be badass. I think it's the third. It's going to be the third largest. This is how ridiculous this is. It's still the third largest in the conference because you have uh, OU, then you have Texas's, which they refer to as Godzillatron, <laughs> and, uh, and and then Oklahoma State's. So it kind of shows you the, the – we call it the arms race. And it's new facilities, new things like video boards. And Oklahoma State, even with a $5 million video board, still has like the, the only the third largest in the conference. Wow. Crazy. And speaking of football, Jerry Jones is back at it, right? Because he hates the preseason. And i got to be honest, his idea of changing preseason football, I don't hate. Ah, man. You, I, fans may not hate it, but this will never fly with the players at all. So everyone now, and we complain about preseason every year, but there seems to be a little bit more traction with it with people in the know or people within the football realm about making some changes to preseason as we know it, which is four preseason games, then you dive into the 16-game regular schedule. Some teams play five if you play in the Hall of Fame game early in the summer. So uh, Jerry Jones's plan was, well, you know, hey, if you think about it, uh, and we want to cut down on preseason games, let's cut down to two preseason games and add two regular season games. Now, that is not anything that's new. That's been talked about for a number of years, and he actually presented this to the league. But his <laughs> his math behind the reason for doing it makes zero sense whatsoever. Because, one, he said, well, um, through our studies... We have we have uh, come to terms with the fact that that will actually make things safer for the players, less concussions, less CTE, things of that nature. And two, two, uh, he he stated money, more money for the players, as much as his quote was, as much as a billion more dollars, and that means five hundred thousand to seven hundred thousand dollars in the players' pockets. Okay, um, let's just start with number two there, first of all. Yeah, some players like Odell Beckham Jr. would get five hundred to 700000 more dollars. Not every player. You know why? Because not every player is Odell Beckham Jr. and has that type of contract. Right. And one, that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're going you're gonna to take two more regular season games, which are more intense or play at a higher speed and, and by far more dangerous when you look at the numbers compared to two preseason games? So don't sit there and try to tell everyone else that all these people act like that we're a bunch of dummies still. Like this is still the <laughs> 80s and 90s, and we don't have this Internet thing where you can look things up and, right. be, and actually be smarter. 
He's trying to spin it that it's it's safer for the players to play two more regular season games compared to preseason games. Get out of here, man. Come I should on. clarify. I'm not for the two additional post you know regular season games, but I am g- good with just one home season game for preseason game for each team yes. because the right. pre- and his point as well I think is is important and that is listen we do all this work for these preseason games and the guys that people come to see don't play and we get barely anybody coming to games. Totally understand that. Because they don't want them right. to get injured, well, so they're making sure that they don't get they the don't game have doesn't play. count, so why put the you know yeah. the pressure on the player? But Jerry hmm. also as well, you can sit there and say, Hey, we don't have many people coming to the games. Then lower ticket prices. That's man. what I'm saying. Right. Lower the prices for preseason. I looked two years ago when the Niners played a preseason game in Dallas. Do you know how much it was to set in the second row from the top of that building? How much? It was a hundred and forty five dollars yeah. a ticket. Yeah. To set the second row from the top. Tickets Dang. aren't cheap. Okay, so does that does when it's actual season, not preseason, are the tickets more expensive or just the same price? They're the same like face value price, but the the problem is a lot of times they're already sold out in advance and you can't always get them for face values. If you go yeah. on a secondary market, sometimes you have to pay more for better tickets. Uh, and I'm sorry, but I'm a snob now, and I you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna set the second row from the top. No. I'm just not going to. You have um, to sit or, close. Or you have to wait till after kickoff to get uh, cheap tickets from someone. Well, and not only that, the parking and everything else that you got to do. I don't know what the rate is right now for parking at uh, AT AT&T Stadium, but it's got to be $50. I can tell you exactly what it is. How much? In in the lots that are are designated specific Dallas Cowboy lots, on Sundays, uh, I think the cheapest price is, is 40 bucks. And uh, that's an, and and they but they don't have enough parking spaces for the designated cowboy spots. So other businesses around there are are charging. I I kid you not. I saw a sign one night for a Monday night football game when Philadelphia was coming in. Parking one hundred dollars. What? Damn. Yeah. Good yeah. There's God. a sign there. Seventy five dollars. One hundred dollars. Seventy five dollars this year. That's nuts. Oh for certain sl- parts of the lot, seventy five dollars. And not only that, but in Kansas City, did you see the new rule, yeah. Urban? Yeah. They're they're not going to allow people to tailgate during the game. You Why? either have to go in or leave the parking lot because people were paying to tailgate but never buying a ticket and just bringing yeah. like their own direct TV or whatnot and watching the game and having a little party out in the parking lot. So you still get the experience of an NFL game without having to go and pay ridiculous prices inside. That's wonderful. At least yeah. they're still so enjoying your make team. You leave. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Man. They did have a guy die, too, after they got into a fight, and they used that as some BS cover as to why they changed this. No. Rule. The one guy yeah, that the had to die. Matter, right. Ruin it for everybody. <laughs> no. No. It's yeah, really. Ruin it for everyone. Listen, selfish. I love, I love tailgating in Kansas City. It's the freaking wild, wild west there. Like, there's no governance or organization or order anything. They let people yes. park where they want, when they want, how they want. They try to implement these rules. It doesn't happen. So this guy died because there's no real security happening. Well, no, and she some... sued. She sued the Chiefs and won. She should for for unlawful uh, unlawful death. Yeah, they should have someone there helping out. Right. Meanwhile, the lady that got hit with the hot dog at Royal Stadium just got tickets free. <laughs> <laughs> you want to die or take a hot dog? I'll take she a, took hot, a hot, dog. hot dog right to the face and, <laughs> and just I'll catch a hot dog um, with my face for yeah. free for sure. <laughs> Something tells me, never mind. Yeah. Jeremy Poplin, ninety-seven-five KMOD.
Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And Sam has something she wants to bring up. We let her out of the cage every uh, once in a while. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam segment. They've got squirrels that are playing crochet. Is- Cro- crochet or croquet? so um last week me and my boyfriend watched a movie on netflix called tusk and it has tusk tusk and it has justin long in it and i really like justin long because i think he's adorable and um it was supposed to be like a horror movie and it said that it was based on true events so i was like oh this is gonna be awesome and we watched it and it is about a guy that has a podcast with his friend and like his job and his podcast is to go interview crazy people and his friend never leaves his basement. So that's like the basis of their podcast. So he goes to somewhere in Canada and the person who's going to interview died and he was just looking for a story or an adventure and he goes and meets this old man that is supposedly in a wheelchair and he, this old man says that, you know, he's been sailing into all these countries. And so he's like, well, I'll just interview him for the podcast and bring that back. Well, he's there. And this old man ends up knocking him out, drugging him, and then telling him a spider bit him and turning Justin Long into a walrus. Huh? I'm not kidding. A walrus, Gimpy. A walrus. A walrus. Okay. A, take- a non-land animal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's, he talks about having this walrus friend that <laughs> saved his life. And so he takes the skin of other people that he's hurt and then performs surgery on Justin Long and <laughs> turns him into a walrus. It was so stupid. I was just looking at who else is in it. Johnny Depp's daughter is in it. And okay. the guy from Epic Mealtime is in it. And I'm not saying you can't be a YouTube vlogger and have like some really good acting skills. Uh huh. I just, and I think this guy's funny from Epic Mealtime. I just don't want to see him in a movie. It's a Kevin Smith movie, too. It was. Okay. I, I guess I don't know who that director is. So it's like, should be suspe- suspected? Expect, um, Jay and Silent Bob? Silent Bob is okay. Kevin Smith. It was beyond stupid, but like it looked in the beginning like it was super good. And based on a true story, I'm like, yeah. dope, this is going to be awesome. And it yeah. was complete trash. And so it sent me down a rabbit hole of like me not looking this up before. I just saw the, the thing on Netflix. It was like, oh, check someone I like based on true story. Check horror movie. Cool. Let's watch this. And it was a complete turd. So it sent me down this looking up other movies that have horrible reviews. And I found out that I like a lot of terrible movies that were like the worst rated imdb movies that are like staples of my childhood all right so give an example of a movie that you are very proud to have watched that is not a good movie kazam oh god yeah that's not a good movie I, that's Shaq, right uh, yeah yes Shaq. and i was obs- yeah, i thought this like was a magical genie or something yes and he helped hell? out these kids and i remember <laughs> i went to watch this movie at a movie theater and like one of our family friends and i felt so cool watching this movie i thought it was like the coolest movie ever and i was super surprised that it was on this list crossroads still you were That's surprised on that one? Yes! right you were surprised crossroads yes 
What made this movie good? Okay, well, I I think this movie came out when I was like in eighth grade. But I'm just saying it like, yeah. rem- no, no, no. what is the thing in your mind that was like, this is a good movie because other than Britney Spears is in it? Well, so I had seen this a thousand times when I was in eighth grade, and then I watched it just this year to make sure that I still loved it, and I still loved it. Uh, yes, Brittany was in it, but it is also a great coming-of-age movie. And No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Brittany had to decide if she wanted to, you know, break free and become a singer in L.A. or stay and be, you know, the little innocent girl that was good at school. And I just love that movie. How I think is that it's a coming-of-age awesome. movie? That's a decision movie. That's not a coming-of-age. It's like you see them through, progress through ages. Yeah. Coming-of-age would have been like being young and then what they were like once they got yeah. successful. Well, so when they graduate high school, they all take a trip together and then they grow and oh, okay. like on this trip. And there's three sure, different all right, girls. Yeah, this, my mistake. This one girl got knocked up and then she loses Brittany, her baby at yeah. the end. No, not Brittany. Oh. It's the, the Tyra Manning girl. The girl from Orange is the New Black. You know, she... You know, gets knocked up and then loses her baby, and it was a very emotional movie. I didn't cry, but like I, I did hit me in the feels. Did they say when you looked us up? Did they say why it wasn't a good movie? Like, what were the critiques of it not being a good movie? Besides, other than Britney Spears isn't an actress. <laughs> <laughs> this is based on the worst rated ones, so okay. that uh, this is like accumulation of everybody sure. agreeing that this is a crappy movie. I think because I don't need you to tell me why it's a bad movie. I think Gimpy and I are well aware. <laughs> I just want you to hear you say why it's a bad movie. Well, and there's like recent ones too, like the Emoji movie. Is already oh, no, no, no. I want to know about Crossroads. I oh. want to know why is Crossroads a bad movie according to the the critics? What oh, did they it, say? It's pretty much people saying the same things that you guys are saying that it's the worst acting that they've ever seen and a, a very predictable plot line of like what happens to these girls yeah. and that it's over dramatized and a lot of Britney Spears. Sucks. I feel like you're also going to tell me about the movie with Kelly Clarkson and the guy that came that in is second on this place. List. Yeah, I love that movie. By the way. <laughs> It, not surprised. Well, maybe not now because they're just movies that I like loved growing up that I felt were a staple. What's the name of that movie? From Justin to Kelly. From Justin to Kelly. So from now on, when you're like, <laughs> this is a good movie, I get to remind everyone that you think Crossroads and From Justin to Kelly and Shazam are great movies. Kazam. Don't, Thank you. Kazam. don't get it mixed up with no. something that's actually worth something. Right. My mistake. <laughs> Shazam's the app, right? right exactly. It actually <laughs> helps you in life. <laughs> and, okay, listen. I'll give you From Justin to Kelly because that was more like it was awesome because at the time, it fit with the American Idol yeah. thing. Britney Spears too. Kazam yeah, totally. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time. Yeah. I'm still standing by Crossroads. I don't if if it was a different person, not Britney Spears, because you don't want to like her. If it was just whoever, Scarlett Johansson or Kate Upton or whatever. Actu- you mean actresses? Blondes. Mm. Well, I mean you, are you saying the movie would be better if we put an actress in it? No, I just meant another female, because I still think she did good. No, she didn't do good. Do you know why? Name another movie she was in. If she was so good, she would have been in another movie as a main character. No, she just dropped the mic. She's like, I did Crossroads and I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) No, she's not good. She's not a good actress. She's a great actress on stage. Not a good actress in movies. Oh, we're going to have to disagree here. There's no disagreement. I think society's on me. They're going to go with that. Ah, we got to give this one to Corbin. No! I think it's just, I think because there's an over, well. This is how confident I am. Gimpy, yeah. are you on Team Corbin or Team Sam for this? I'm on Team Corbin. There you go. I think it's that you guys don't and want. And we never agree. No. I think it's you just don't want to admit to liking Britney. I or, think, or we're capable of getting some altitude and going, yeah, this isn't a good movie. No way, Jose. I think it's more that like you're supposed to hate it. Because, like, any of those, like, teeny bopper movies, especially of, like, that time, then you can say they all suck because we're in 2018 now. Name a teeny bopper movie that was good. 
Typically, those movies aren't good, mostly because they use people of pop culture at the time that aren't capable of acting, and the studio's just capitalizing on their fame at the time, i.e. from Justin to Kelly, i.e. Kazam. I'm having a hard time thinking of other teeny bopper movies that was good. Oh, 10 Things I Hate About You. That was an adorable movie. That wasn't a teeny bopper movie. with. I mean, they had real actors in it well, that went I mean, on to be really huge actors. Oh, like, okay, so you mean so like artists. was good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Name a teeny bopper movie that is known and goes down in time as one of the best movies of all time. Like, gets to be a part of the discussion. Maybe not necessarily the best, but 10 Things I Hate About You isn't even in the conversation. Okay. Though it has great actors and actresses in it. Well, because they're, um, and then it was a legit, like, good movie. It wasn't a legit good movie. It was an okay movie. Huh? Why are you shocked? Because it, because it, I I mean, because I love it maybe, but also, like, it, it was... Like it's to, it's it's always on E and Bravo yeah. and like it's that like that doesn't mean anything. So it's yeah. trip and that's a turd. No, but like uh, it's you like watch a it now. it's like a staple. It's like this, Sam. I think the movie Flash Gordon is a great movie. It's a huge part of my childhood. Uh huh. It's a turd of a movie. The original Clash of the Titans movie I watched growing up thought it was a fantastic movie. It's a turd of a movie. Yeah, but then can't you just appreciate it for its time and like still like it. to watch it? Yeah, I get to reminisce about my childhood, but I don't sit here and live in the fantasy world that I think they're really great movies. This movie is amazing. But it could still be good, though. But it's not good, though. Yeah, but just, okay, again, okay, this is my point. Like, they didn't have all the fancy stuff that we do now, like, you know, C- CGI and... All these different camera shots and all that stuff. So for like what they had for the time, then it would be still a good movie. The acting, the culture, and all that stuff. Okay, at that time, for yeah. that time. Right, I mean, but I then think you can still call it a good movie. Yeah, then. I think Star Wars, the original Star Wars, leave, lives to what you're explaining. Oh, that's hard. You can't paint me in a corner and give me I'm Star paint, Wars. I'm not painting you in a corner. <laughs> I'm just saying you watch that movie, and technologically, they didn't have the same advancements. Mm-hmm. Right? Hell, in one scene, they show them using something that looks like a, a you know, some drainage tile that you put around a house <laughs> as, as a prop. So what I'm saying is, is that that movie still today, if you watch it, you go, that's a good movie. Even though technologically it isn't where other movies can be today. Okay. But Flash Gordon doesn't fall into that. Ten Things I Hate About You doesn't fall into that. By the way, not a lot of technology in that. No. It's, it's literally just, just acting and script writing. Yeah, just a good story. Yeah. <laughs> of the good stories of movie time, that doesn't even get in the top 100. Well, I bet if you asked a bunch of vaginas, it would. I bet if I asked a bunch of vaginas, it wouldn't. Yeah, because... Let's like, get a bunch of vaginas in here and ask. Well, we've got... <laughs> Gimpy, what do you think? <laughs> hey, 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 I'm just one vagina, not a bunch. <laughs> and the reason I think that is because it plays like 10 Things I Hate About You, um, like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, all those, those movies. Also that- not a good movie. You shut your face. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just, you shut your face. Are you capable of acknowledging a movie that you thought was great as a child that today you can admit is not a great movie? Well, okay, yes, Justin to Kelly. I, I love that, but I understand now that you said that it, was a hunk. I, but I still, I like it because of the reminiscing thing, but I know that it's not a great movie. I know that I'm aware uh-huh. of that, that I'm attached to it because okay. of that. Ten what, thing, or How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, negatory. What does that movie have that makes it so bad that is missing from Crossroads? Not much. They have a if, hit single that came out uh, of it. They, what does that have to do with the movie? Well, because that's what happened in I Crossroads. I don't gauge movies on their success based on their soundtrack. No, no, no. These are just the things that they have in common. They both had like 
very ridiculous movie like musical scenes to it pretty yeah. much where they got to sing their hit song from that movie and listen Justin I, Kelly was a whole musical I, I want to tell you something I apologize for going off on this tirade on, on your horrible movie taste please continue with your list I apologize for hijacking please I'm, no. I'm being honest I hijacked your thing like I know you have a bunch of movies you wanted to mention yeah, but now I want to talk about this because I feel like I have to defend She's it. She's got to defend Crossroads, man. Jeez. Okay. All right. From Justin to Kelly was a musical, and it was pretty much only set up because of the American Idol thing. And then Crossroads like mm-hmm. had a legit like beginning, middle, and end story writers and like a, a whole so plot. So did from Kelly to that had, they had writers. No, but it was written for the songs. It's like a musical, and this is a legit movie. Yeah, Crossroads not a legit movie. They I mean, only made the movie because of Britney's success. Well, I mean, and the, both the other two girls that were in it. Taryn Manning wasn't big at the time. Mm, and then um, Zoe Saldanala. Saldanala. Yeah. I'm, that girl. You know who she is. She's the girl that was in Avatar. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Her, her name Welcome. is a household name. Yes. So no. it was like they, they hired other good people plus her. Brittany definitely proed in the movie because it was better. But it's still, you know, beginning, middle, and end. So another one that was on this list is Catwoman with Halle Berry in it. No. Yeah, that was a turd, too. No. What? No. Not a good movie. When you talk about the Batman franchise mm-hmm. and the movies that are associated with it, that is near the bottom of the list. Yeah. Uh, Batman and Robin with Arnold Schwarzenegger, that was also on the list. That's yeah, my, one of my favorite movie. ones. Uh, who's Batman in that one? Um, uh, George Clooney. Yeah. No. Yeah. And they have Poison Ivy and yeah. Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, and she was not good in it. Actual mm-hmm. Robin. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, Mr. Freeze? Mr. No. Freeze was solid character. Huh? And Poison Ivy? That's no, like Poison legendary. Ivy was not a, she was not a good character. Oh my god. That one and The Dark Knight are my two favorites. Okay. Out of all the Batman ones okay. that I think they're very good. And then like these are probably expected the um epic movie, the date night movie these scary movie franchises where they just make fun of like all scary movies or all epic movies. Those oh, are yeah. all on the list. Okay, first scary movie mm-hmm. was really good. Yeah, that's the only one that's not on here, but scary movie eight, scary movie four. Well, of course, that's like Jason X is a good movie or Jason goes to space, like not a good movie. <laughs> right. Oh, I like the space one. Right? I think after Jason three, probably the 13th, the th- after the third one, not good. Yeah, they kind of fell off. It's the same old shtick over and over and over again. Freddy Krueger, same thing, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's the same story. They have to do that over and over again. I'm just saying that after the first one, Hellraiser, I think there's some exceptions, right? I think Saw is still pretty good. That franchise is still really good. That's solid, oh, yeah. yeah. All right, you went on that. But typically, Police Academy 3 and 4 are not good. <laughs> but 1 is solid. Yeah. Typically, sequels, not good. The exceptions, Saw, James Bond. Yeah, those are right? always solid. Well, Star Wars. And then kind of with, because um, the first scary movie was good, but then like the Date Night, the epic movie, they took the same theme and just made a different movie yeah. out of it. Date Night and epic movie do not rank in the best mo- in good movies. No, but they're, they're on this list for like the most horrible That's ones. like American Pie 2 or 3. Yeah, right? Yeah, you've got nothing past the first one. No, no. Uh, worst movie of all time, The Babysitter's. <laughs> the babysitters. The babysitters. So creepy. It is a creepy movie that Biggie thought was a great movie. On his recommendation, I watched this movie, and it's a it's a movie about these babysitters and these men who are the husbands have sex with the babysitters, and they start uh-huh. this thing. Uh-huh. They go away on a little trip to the cabin uh-huh. in the woods, and one of them 
cries for mommy during a sex scene. Uh huh. So uncomfortable. I stopped the movie at that point. Mm-hmm. Was like, this is not a good movie. Was no. he trying to mess with you? Or like he genuinely liked it. I mean, there's boobs in it. Do you need to know more? Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but they're underage boobs. And it's yeah, weird. it was it's uncomfortable. Creepy. You feel dirty and slimy afterwards. You try to shower. You Think about what's happening right now and the person saying that, Sam. Oh, he is saying that it was creepy. <laughs> yeah, Even right. he is saying it was creepy and uncomfortable. Just actually, I Google imaged it and just the pictures are super creepy and uncomfortable. Actually, if I saw this movie on my boyfriend's computer, I'd be worried. Yes, you should. <laughs> yes, but you now should. I feel like you should kind of watch it so you can validate it. Yes, you have to watch it now so you can feel as creepy as we do. Sam. I'll just watch it alone, though. Just watch. See if you can't YouTube that one scene. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I'll put it on my to-do list. All right, well, so Sam has watched some really horrible movies. I don't know why this is a new segment. <laughs> it's not a best of. This is something you already knew. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam segment. They've got squirrels that are playing crochet. Crochet or croquet? Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. More of the Big Mad Morning Show is next. What's that? Sounds stupid. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Super Troopers 2 sucked bad. That's what I hear. Uh, 10 Things and How to Lose a Guy in 10 are both good movies. Yeah, they are good movies. They're not great movies. All right. Uh, conclusion. Sam loves turds. Thank you. It's a really abrasive. Goo. Really rude. Uh, you should try Juan of the Dead, the Cuban version of Shaun of the Dead. What? They don't Juan? realize the dead are rising. They think they're capitalist dissidents. <laughs> Juan of the Dead. Uh, Brittany is hot, but can't act to save her life. Team Corbin. She was in Mickey Mouse Club, but I don't know how much acting is in that. Yeah. And she was a child. All she had to do was act like a child. And be cute. I mean, do you have to be cute? Yeah. Aren't you just cute? Yeah, when you're a kid? Yeah, when you're that age, you don't have to do anything. You can just be cute. Unless you're a ginger. Then you got to work really hard. (laughs) you got to stay out of the sun. (laughs) Someone watching on our Facebook Live wanted to know where I got my driller shirt. I'll give you one guess. (gasps) Is it the stadium? It's the stadium. Oh, <laughs> the yes. gift shop there for the, t- for the Tulsa something. drillers. Let's play a game. We're going to give away mega ride passes for the Tulsa State Fair, September 27th through October 7th. And uh, we're going to play Pick the Flick. Ironically, movies are the theme for today. Hey. Current record is I am in the lead with 13. Sammy right behind me with 12. Corbin deep in the back with six. And last week's winner was Abby Sam. So Sam is not eligible to play. It's Gimpy and Corbin, just like yesterday, Yesterday, 918-460-KMOD. Call up and decide who you want to read clues to you. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Larry White. Larry, how are you, man? I'm great. Yourself? I'm good, bud. Tell me, who do you want to read clues, Gimpy or Corbin? Go with Gimpy. 60 seconds on the clock, Larry. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready, sir? Yes, sir. Here we go. 
Okay, this is a movie with uh, Seth Rogen, and uh, he lives next door to a, uh, a fraternity that likes to Neighbors. Work. Yeah, you got that right. This is a double point. We are the Knights of Knee. Now go away, or I shall taunt you a second time. Monty Python, the Holy Grail. You got that one right. Okay, this is another double pointer. This is a Johnny Depp movie about vampires. Uh, What's the opposite of light? Dark. Okay. Dark shadows. There you go. Uh, this is the movie about the haunted house. Eminem did a song about it, and it's like a very famous uh, house. You look at it, and you're like, yeah, that's the house from that movie. A murder house. No. House of Thousand Corpses. No, it's not that one. Uh, pass. I'm not even going to waste my time on this one. Oh, you was a smooth mother. Shut your mouth. Damn ah. right. Shaft? Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> this is the movie about the board game where you talk to the dead. Uh, Ouija. Yes. This is the Johnny Depp movie uh, with the Black Pearl. He's on a ship, and he goes and steals Fire things. Fire the Caribbean. You got that, yes. This is uh, fantastic job, you guys. Ooh. That was seven for a total is what I, I got. I got eight. Were there two double pointers mm-hmm. in there? Okay, so eight. And, uh, Larry, that's a really good number, man. It looks like you have a great chance of winning those Mega Ride passes. But hang on the line. We'll see how I do, okay? Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Great job, man. Thank you very much. I had to make up for yesterday's turn. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Brett. Brett, how are you today, bud? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Eight is the number we need to beat, okay? So we've got to do really well for you to win those mega ride passes. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. This is an animated... It's a double pointer. It's an animated movie about cavemen. Uh... Wreck-It Ralph? No, not Wreck-It Ralph, but it's they live in a cave, and they come out, and the grandma has these powers. They meet a young boy that isn't a caveman. Pass. Uh, this is a movie about a dog that they end up having to uh, uh, kill. Old Yeller. Yes. Uh, this is a Clint Eastwood, Get Off My Lawn. Uh, uh. Also a car. Uh, whoa, another, name, the car. another name for big. Uh, little. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not another name for big. Uh, if, oh. it, it's the on the Price uh, is Right. It's Grand the Reno. yes. There we go. Uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, Jennifer Aniston. They're no longer together. The breakup. Yes. Wow, that was embarrassingly bad. <laughs> Brett, I'm sorry, man. I couldn't put it together for you. You're not going to get those mega ride passes, okay? All right. All right, buddy. Larry, congratulations. You did stellar, and it got you those mega ride passes. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Good job, man. Hang on the line. Another word for big. Little. Little. (laughs) Whatever you tell your wife, brother. (laughs) Uh, This is what uh, I got. Was this mine that I landed on? Yes. You you passed on it. And you did great. That's the only thing you can think of. It's an animated movie about cavemen. All right. The only other way you could do this is like blank oil. Okay. Or when you say something that's just really, really just harsh, people would say you're so blank about this. Crudes. Yeah. Nicholas Cage, Emma Stone are the some of the voices mm-hmm. in The Crudes. <laughs>
And then this was Gimpy's Pass. Yeah, this is, what is the name of the genre of movie that are scary movies, mm. horror movies? And this is a town. Uh-huh. The movie is named after a town horror. Yeah. The, you can say blank horror. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds was in it. In the remake. In the remake. Of yeah. It. Oh, yeah. I didn't know there was Yeah, it was, uh, came out in like the 70s, mid 70s. Yeah. Yeah. That's and another one that you go, this is really good. And then you watch it now and you're like, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Exorcist, same way. Oh, yeah. The original one, you're like, that was a really scary movie. And you watch it and you're like, this is so bad. This is not good at all. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Same way. Human Centipede? Human Centipede (laughs) classic. (laughs) Don't ever change. Don't ever remake that movie. Classic. I kind of would like them to remake it. And I'd like Johnny Depp to be the tail. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, We're going to take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show continues next. The Big Bad Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. This is a really awesome story about a boy who has lived with wolves for 12 years. A live Mowgli. Yeah. He's been doing it uh, since about the age of seven. It says that this boy, uh, Marcos Rodriguez, stumbled upon a den and went to sleep with the pups. When the mother returned, he says she fed him some of the meat she had and the rest as they say, is history. He describes learning how to set up rabbit traps. He learned that from a wolf, huh? <laughs> Thank you. And use their blood to attract fish. When he was found by police, he was reportedly wearing a deer skin. The details are still unfolding. Um, when they dig much deeper into the aftermath of his return to civilization, which, why would you do that? All he knows is living in the woods. By the way, how did he tell you anything? Who taught him English? Fair point, Sam. How does he know what a trap is to be able to vocalize that the wolves taught him something? That's weird. After his mother's death, death and his father's remarriage and amid tough economic times, he was around the of age of six, sold to a man and tasked with looking after the man's goats. Rodriguez says he was brought to the Sierra Marina to uh, apprentice under a shepherd who taught him some survival skills, but disappeared one day. Wary of returning to a home he said was abusive, he vanished into the mountains where he says he befriended snakes and feared only wild boar. Life upon emerging was confusing, uh, a maelstrom of rejection, disbelief combined with struggles like learning how to speak again. It wasn't until a 2010 film based on him. Uh, on him that celebrity came and created more confusion for him i was going to say the part sounds like like a like a movie script right mm-hmm. something like uh let's see where we're we going to start here under a shepherd who taught him survival skills <laughs> but disappeared one day wary of returning home to an abusive family he vanished into the mountains befriended snakes <laughs> and the best right. part was he befriended his only true friend was snakes. I feel and you. He I was understand. terrified of wild boar. 
Like, get out of here, man. Oh, your movie voice is perfect. I, that is fascinating to me, the truth about that. How would they know where to look for him? Mm-hmm. Right? I've seen Encino Man. He would be terrified right. of <laughs> anybody not a wolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and In a world gone wrong. <laughs> and your only friend is a snake. <laughs> Can you do, Sounds like a Disney commercial, by sure the way. Can like you, for a movie. Can you do a VMMS voice like, no. or do that for a VMMS thing, like starting at 6 a.m.? No. I'm, Why? Because, no. no cause I love it. I can't cheesy. do that with my voice. <laughs> I sound like an old man reading stories to somebody, not even like a human. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I just, one of those things that I, when I read, I was like, come on, that has to be fake. Next, you're going to tell me he's got like, he's got hair on his face like yeah. a dog. Yeah. Right? Like he's bo- he's dog boy. Yeah. He's gimpy. You're right. He's yeah. gimpy. Yeah. Just go a couple days on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ooh. Next week, Gimpy will have like, we'll be like, I'll be wolf ah! man. <laughs> right. He'll come in the studio and you're going to say that to him. He's like, I befriended a snake. <laughs> I, I want to know what this movie is about him. Yeah. The 2010 movie that they're talking about. Was it the remake of The Jungle Book? That's the only thing I can think of. Are they Wait, getting you, Corbin? Is it a slow news day? And they're right. like, oh, what do we need a story? And they're like, man, how about the Jungle Book? <laughs> Just do the Jungle Book. That's Brilliant. a good story. You're a genius. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I've got to know about this. I want to know the movie. Has anybody seen this? Does anybody know the movie? Mm-hmm. I've just seen The Jungle Book. That's the only story and movie that I know of about a boy that's raised by wolves. Okay, this apparently takes place in 1953. Okay. But I thought that that just... I thought like it was, too. Just, like just now. I thought it, that's the way the story read. <laughs> And of course, he loves wolves. Like, (laughs) stop. It's people like you that make people that, you know, live at the corner, you know, out in Washington County on the Gouda Road think they can have wolves. They speak each other's hearts. They get each other's instincts. Take that wolf's puppies and you tell me how much of tight how yeah, tight you right. guys are oh yeah, you're right. just so cute Wrong. right neck. bring a donkey home tell me how quick <laughs> y'all are friends <laughs> show them your pet chicken see if you guys are tight <laughs> my buddy right We're good <laughs> so ridiculous completely ridiculous but i gotta i want to watch the movie yeah because now i'm like it sounds like wolverine or something the beginning stages of wolverine yeah, like why he's wolverine that's actually what's going to come out next week. It's Logan. Right. It's, he's in a sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as it doesn't star Britney Spears, I am down with watching it. That's for sure. Oh, Britney. Uh, here's Poppin' Balls to Wall Sports. We still got our top five songs. Top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along. That's coming up. Here's Poppin' Sports. As we inch closer to college football season coming up Thursday first with Oklahoma State taking on Missouri State. And then Saturday morning, the big one. Right here on 97.5 KMWD, it's Oklahoma and Ford, Florida Atlantic with a 9 a.m. pregame. Oklahoma will have to deal with one of the better running backs in the entire country, and that is Devin Singletary. If you scroll through all the running backs over the past decade who eclipsed his 1,900-yard production from last season, there's not very many, including only three last year, and that's Rashard Penny, Bryce Love, and Jonathan Taylor. So Singletary is bringing in... Uh, a lot of hype with him. He only needs 400 yards to pass Alfred Morris as the all-time leading rusher from Florida Atlantic University. To the University of Tulsa, where Luke Skipper was named the starting quarterback yesterday. He went on to start the first five games of the second half of the 2017 season, threw for over 1,100 yards. He's been more consistent throughout fall camp, according to Philip Montgomery, the head coach. 
said he's done a great job when you go back and look at the scrimmages what he's done with with the drives the opportunities that he's had he's made the most of them and he's been extremely coachable speaking of coachable tom herman has now officially been linked to the zach smith report at ohio state now tom herman is the head coach of the texas longhorns and a university spokesman in a weird release yesterday from ohio state told the columbus dispatch on tuesday that tom herman was the Buckeyes assistant coach who was mentioned but unnamed in the 23-page investigation report of when Zach Smith went to the strip club instead of recruiting on a trip to Florida back in 2014. So it's rather weird that Ohio State would throw one of their former assistants under the bus without naming him in the official report. And the St. Louis Cardinals have removed the interim tag from Mike Schilt's title, promoting him to manager after he led the team into the postseason contention since taking over for the fired Mike Matheny. He has guided the Cardinals to a 26-12 and record since July 15th, and they now hold the top spot in the National League wild card standings. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. We like to see if Sam knows her stuff. <laughs> Sorry. What was that about? And, and so we're going to see if Sam knows our stuff uh, with uh, Stump Sam. Her current record uh, is? She has 15 wins. To her 16 losses. Yeah, she's rallying, though. Yeah, she is. Trying. She's rallying. She is. She's going to step out of the room, and we are going to go over uh, either a real person, a character, or an event. Yes. And, uh, Gimpy, what do you have? My first one is a person, okay? Now, this person, I... Sh- Every dude listening should get this off of my very first clue. If not, I'm going to question you as a man. Okay? <laughs> uh, and the second one are just kind of fun facts. But the very first one should be the dead giveaway for every dude that is listening. I don't think Sam's going to get it. If she does, I think she's cheating. <laughs> okay. That's, that's just where I stand on that. Uh, mine's a real person. And I, I'm, I'm hoping... She's going to be confused by everyone, mm-hmm. and I don't know if she knows all the people in the movies I'm naming, because I'm okay. naming the characters that this person played in the movies. Okay. And I don't know if she's going to be able to put all that together. Mm-hmm. So I a- think the first one, I think each clue could make the light bulb go off for different people. Okay. But Sam. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm, I'm iffy on this one. Okay. What's your last one? Uh, my last one is a real person as well, and... Um, the my clues aren't aren't like so obscure like you're not gonna get it but you would kind of have to know this person I think I think my second clue uh, is going to be the one that's like oh yeah okay I get it now the first one is just a straight up fact and the third clue here is is something that's I found in the headlines um, earlier so I think and maybe if she's keeping up watching the headlines or whatever she might get it I I seriously doubt it though it's a big no for me on her. All right, she's going to come back in, and she's going to get the three clues. It'll be a real person, character, or event, Mm. and uh, we'll see how she does. She needs one more to be tied, and we're entering the uh, 
third quarter of the year. Yeah. The fi- I'm sorry, the fourth quarter of the year. So uh, she's got to start getting it together. Sam, it's going to be either a real person, a character, or event. You'll tell us which one you have the most confidence in and which one you have the least confidence in. Gimpy, what do you have, man? Sammy, my first one is a person. Okay. And my clue goes like this. Most famous WWE announcer ever. Okay. Most famous WWE announcer ever. 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 And you can even stretch it back to the WWF, but we got to keep it straight. We won't, We don't want to get people mixed up with the Wildlife Foundation or what the hell else. Okay. Is. Strictly wrestling. Okay. Uh-huh. So most famous wrestling announcer ever. Uh, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2006. And this person was the first person to sing the national anthem at WrestleMania. Okay. So most famous wrestling announcer ever, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2006, and first person to ever sing the national anthem at WrestleMania. Okay. Sam, mine's a real person, and the clues are Cal in 40-year virgin, 40-year-old virgin, Ira Wright in Funny People, and Officer Michaels in Superbad. Cal in 40-year-old virgin, I write in Funny People and Officer uh, Michaels in Superbad. <laughs> Gimpy, last one. Sammy, this is a person as well. My first clue is Tulsa native. F. Face of the WCW in the late 90s. Of the WCW? Yes. World, World Championship Wrestling. Oh, okay. okay. So face of the WCW in the late 90s. And recently said the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony sucks. Tulsa native, face of the WCW in the late 90s, and recently said the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony sucks. Sam, which one do you have the most confidence in, and which one do you have the least confidence in? The least confidence in Gimby's last one, and the most confidence in Corbin's. All right, so Gimby's last one, real person, Tulsa native, uh, face of WCW in the late 90s, and recently said the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony sucks. I have zero clue. Do you like, know who it is, Corbin? Yeah. Okay. I, I have no idea. Um, I don't really watch wrestling. I did for a little bit-ish, but if it's not on Divas, I don't know about it, <laughs> to be honest. And so I'm the only people that I know that um, that are from here is like, was it Gary Busey and Bill Hader? Those are the only two people I can think about yeah. that are from here. There are a lot more people than that from here. Yeah, and yeah. neither one of those guys are anything to do with wrestling. That well, you know of. How true. Yeah. Bill I, Hader could be in it. <laughs> I have, like, legit zero idea, so I'm just going to give a person that I think would say the hall, the ceremony sucks, and I'm going to say Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Very famous Tulsa native. Yeah. <laughs> Incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hulk Hogan, he just... I just, like, literally, I just said, I just threw out a wrestler that I think would say that last one, because I don't know who it is. Mm. Yeah. Goldberg, right? That is correct. Corbin got it right with Goldberg. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. You don't know Goldberg? Mm-mm. What was he, his catchphrase? He didn't, he didn't need a catchphrase. Yeah, he's just such a badass, he didn't need one. He would walk out, and um, they'd have, like, nitri- uh, fire extinguishers or something that mm. would shoot up underneath them, and he would be like... He's just swole as all get yeah. out. Go ahead and I, Google him real quick. You'll yeah. be like, oh yeah, I know that guy. He and now and now he's a Muay Thai kickboxer. 
Yeah. And a badass. There's tons Still. of videos of him online doing uh, Muay Thai kicks, and he is like a beast. Yeah. A beast. Does that ring a bell at all, Sam, looking at him? No. Never seen him, huh? Okay. No. Yeah, that's definitely a dude that I would not want to upset, you know, or have a, a, a bad run in with, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, see, the next one, you had the most, conf- uh, most confidence in mine. So that makes uh, Gimpy's other one next. Go ahead, man. All right. So my clues were most famous WWE announcer or wrestler announcer ever, and then inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2006, and the first person to ever sing the national anthem at WrestleMania. There's a wrestling theme here, Sammy. Yeah, got it. <laughs> um, I am. I don't know this one either. I just know that Vince McMahon is like their guy that does all the stuff, mm. and so I'm gonna guess Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, good guess. But I think guy. that is a solid guess. Yeah, it is because he was an announcer for a while. Yeah, in the, in the beginning of his career until he took over because his sure. dad owned the thing, so yeah. he was the announcer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I don't feel like I've seen him sing. But that doesn't mean he hasn't. Right. He's done a lot of things that you probably wouldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not who I would have guessed. And then he's in the he'd be in the Hall of Fame because he's so important, right? Right. Yeah. And I think some of the other options are the King, Jerry Lawler, right? Okay, that's he a good guess. Famous announcer definitely should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Again, does he sing? I have no idea. Right. Right. Uh, J J R. Oh yeah. John, down from he's from Norman. Mm-hmm. He was a, awesome. Announcer, right? Definitely should be in the Hall of Fame. Again, can he sing? No clue. Right. But Maybe I think they just let him sing. Like, hey, who knows the words? Get out there, buddy. <laughs> I do. Uh, mean Gene, right? Corbin is correct. Mean Gene. Do you know his last is name? It mean Gene. I want to say Mean Gene o- Okerman. O- Oderman. Okerland. Okerland. Close. Very I don't know close. who that is either. He was this non-suspect. Like, he created, like, a legitimate face to, like, the announcing part. Yeah. He talked like this, and we're here with Hulk Hogan and Hulkster. What? Like, it... Yeah. It was like a bad Howard Cosell, almost. I only know his face because in, like, a Randy Savage interview that's a meme now, this is the guy that's in sure. the little gift sure. that plays of Randy Terrified Savage for our crazy. children to learn life for through memes. That's for the real. only... If I had not seen that gif, I would not have been able to recognize this guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last one, most confidence in mine, Cal in 40-Year-Old Virgin, Ira Wright in Funny People, and Officer Michaels in Superbad. So I loved Superbad. That was like one of my very first like, you know, college stoner movies that I liked that like we would always watch whenever we got stoned. Yeah. And um, I love 40-Year-Old Virgin, and I've never seen Funny People because I heard that it's not funny, it's mean. You mean? Yeah, it's like a, it's like an emotional drama. Yeah, it's, it's not sad. actually a comedy. It's sad and depressing, like Crossroads. Yes. Yeah. Um. So my guess is going to be Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, Sam is correct. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah. I was thinking, I was hoping the Ira Wright would throw you, and I wasn't sure about Super Bad. For you, I couldn't remember because isn't Bill Hader the other guy? Yes, that's the other cop. Yeah, and then when I wrote the clue, 
from Tulsa, too close to Gimpy's other clue, and so I wrote down Bill Hader at first. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to do your thing. Yeah. Maybe put a line in between the clues. Yeah. It's just, a, <laughs> it's literally a chicken scratch mess. Yeah. Hey, welcome to my world. Yeah. Just a She's literally mess. just <laughs> being completely disorganized. Yeah, with clues. Yeah. Well, good job. I'm just trying to think of what other clues uh, I could do for Seth Rogen that could throw her off. There's not much, I mean, man. I mean, I could put in there, uh, first acting role was in Donnie Darko, but I feel like that's so obscure. Was that in what? Donnie Darko? Yeah, he no. was in, yeah, his first role was in Donnie Darko. Freaks and Geeks, man. I'm sorry. First movie role. Okay. What was he in Donnie Darko? Uh, he just played a character. Like, it was a nonchalant thing. Like a kid or something else? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was his first movie experience. Yeah, I didn't know that. And you know what else I didn't know? I didn't know Freaks and Geeks was only on for one season. Yeah, it didn't last that long. Yeah. You can binge watch it on Netflix in like a day and then be disappointed at the end of the day because you want more. Yeah. It's a good... It, you've never seen... Have you ever I've watched seen, it? Yeah, I've watched Freaks and Geeks, but I thought it was more than one season. When you see how many celebrities in it, you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen like four episodes of it, and I'm like, oh, I know her, I know him, I know him, I know him. And they're so young. Yeah, just little. They're so young. But I, that's crazy. It's only one season because it seems like such a like a big pool of famous people, and right. like a big show that it would be more than one season. Right. Except they weren't famous then. Right. Yeah. No. But I mean, like people just talk about it like it's such a great show. Like I've heard about freaks and geeks for a long time. Mm. So I would just think that it was a longer running show. Arrested Development was the same way. Yeah, People were like, this is awesome. And the network was like, no one's watching it. Canceled it. Oh, and then it came back. Yeah. Well, no, it went away for the longest time. It was just in like purgatory forever. And then it got rekindled on Netflix. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I I didn't watch it when it came back. I loved it when it was live and and it was on. Every Saturday or whatever it was, but it's it's spectacular. Yeah, if you watch it now, like it's really good. Still How, the same people though, right? Yes, same actors. Okay. Yes. Yeah. How many seasons is there now of it? Four. Mm. Okay. Maybe five. Maybe I probably got that completely wrong. It's it's hard to remember on some of that stuff. Uh, I was just listening to a podcast. They were talking about the Mickey Mouse Club that it was only on for two seasons, but it seems like this huge thing because so many stars came from it, but it wasn't, and it wasn't that right. watched at all. Right, and like the same thing. There's great interviews with Justin Timberlake, and he's like, he's like, everybody talks about Mickey Mouse Club and how great it was, and we were on this and that launched our career. He's like, we were on two seasons in the TV world. That's a failure. Yeah, yeah. that's nothing. But everyone is like, oh, that's the nod. That's well, where be- they started. Yeah, because of one word, Britney. <laughs> Disney. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Disney. Britney. <laughs> just. I just love her. It's my favorite. Well, in all honesty, why? Cause. And what about her? What about? What about a woman who gets her children taken from her mm-hmm. and can't be responsible for her own money? Yeah. Is what is so great about her? I just like her music and not her music. She just sings. Yeah, she's just just her voice. Someone else is doing the music and the writing. Yeah, and I just she's literally she's Jeff Dunham's puppet. Yeah, and her (laughs) not too far apart. I think she's very talented dancer. Have you been to one of her shows? No. Oh yes, I went to. That was my very first concert I ever went to, and it was incredible. It was. I mean, the the production was impressive. Yes, she wasn't exactly all over the place dancing. You're so wrong. Uh, I'm not I, wrong. You are I'm not. Uh, okay, well, the show I saw that I went to in the Staples Center, <laughs> I was like amazed at how everywhere she was at the arena. And like, I was, you know, people at that time were like, oh, lip syncs. And I'm like, duh, 
You're running around. I can't even get down the stairs without heaving. I'm like, let alone this little lady going everywhere, being all the, all these places and doing flips and stuff. You have to lip sync to it. Young, young her, mm-hmm. I would agree with what you're saying. Now yeah. her, I'm like, it feels a little weird. I want to go to Vegas to see her. I, I think her residency's Vegas. over. Well, I think it'll happen again, though. I don't think it's just going to be one and done. Oh, okay. Like, I think they'll, you know, switch out because I didn't get to go this time. But I want to. That's like a bucket list thing. You have a lot of bucket list things that come and go. Yeah, well, like you have the opportunity, like t- no, Taylor Swift. That's still a bucket list thing. I haven't even been to one of her concerts yet, so that's probably more important than going to see Britney in residency. Probably, yeah. Why in residency? I don't know what the, what's the big. It's, it's all the songs that like I know and love. It's like all the hits and stuff. N- not necessarily. Well, uh, the majority of it, eighty percent of it, is going to be hits and the stuff that she wants. And so it's like her whole career of music, which is so cool. And the one that I went to, I went on the Overprotected tour, and she'd only had two albums. The Overprotected out. tour. <laughs> yeah, and she'd only had two albums out. So so she was super young. Like uh, it was fresh, still pretty fresh into her career. Yeah, yeah. She hadn't shaved her head or thrown an umbrella yet. Oh, okay. Like that. Yeah, 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 it was before that. Yeah, I was I've, in eighth grade. Yeah, so I've seen her since then mm-hmm. when she came to the BOK Center, and she didn't dance a lot. Her she dancers. Tired? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's a mom. Oh. She's yeah. all, you know, out of she, shape. She's well, not 16 or 18 or 20. I follow her on Instagram now, and she looks like she's gotten it all back together. No, she looks crazier than ever. No, well, her face does for sure, but I mean, like her body, she she does like little Rats. dancing videos and workout videos and stuff, and like she definitely got it all back together. I got will, what back together? She literally looks crazy. No, like her body and like her stamina and stuff. She like posts like time lapse videos and like she just seems like her and her stomach is like super duper flat again, just like it was when she was right. a teenager. She looks hot AF. And I swear to God, I will defend Britney to the death. Corbin. That's fine. You can defend her all you, you want. Not change my I just, mind. I think you should be aware that just because you have a flat belly uh-huh. does not mean you're you're you can suddenly dance again. Yeah, she says she does like little dancing things, and she she means she's she does like I a am. weird belly dance thing. That's not dancing. I I can't I can't oh. even handle your hate it's, for Britney. It's I not can't. hate. It's not hate. I like Britney. I like looking at her Instagram. She is pretty, but I'm also being honest about her ability as a singer and and dancer. It's like when oh, you, no you get those songs and they take away like all the and just have uh, isolated backing tracks, right? And it sounds horrible. Do the same thing with like Britney and all her dancers and just have her out there on the stage dancing. I bet you it looks like Napoleon Dynamite. No way! You're I bet crazy. You. I love it. Well done, Gimpy. You're, you're insane. You're well, that part's haters. true, but but he, his statement is actually fact, no I think. Way. <laughs> just being a Britney hater. That's all he's doing. Uh, all right, when we come back, we're actually going to be joined by Chris Plank. We're going to talk about some OU football. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. What up, N-Bombs? This is Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. can also text BMMS. And then what you want to say to 82945. We like hearing from old friends. And uh, somebody who's on the line right now is an old friend. Hey, Plank, how are you? Corbin, Sam, Gimpy, what's going on, man? Are you guys ready for football season? Yeah. I am more than ready. I, I could watch a couple more preseason games if I had to. That's how ready I am for uh, for football to get going. I know you are. The excitement's got to be pretty big right now in Norman. Very bigly, Corbin, very bigly. Ah, ah. Um, I, 
I got to admit, man, I'm kind of, this is very interesting to kind of figure out what's going to happen tomorrow because I think in what we've seen so far, Saturday, excuse me, I think in what we've seen so far with what Baker Mayfield's done in the NFL, and, and even though it's just the preseason going number one overall, in case you didn't realize it, he was really, really good. And he had been the starting quarterback for three years. So you had a dude that was an All-American, a Heisman Trophy winner, number one pick in the draft. It's hard to replace that. And I get it. Kyler Murray is a stud. Here's a guy that excelled on the baseball field, started at Texas A&M as a freshman before he transferred in. So, you know, I, there's a part of me that wishes we had a preseason for college football so we could see some of these guys. But, man, if you're a Sooner fan, Saturday is filled with so much intrigue, which is why you don't want to miss the broadcast at 11 a.m. on KMOD. See what I did there, Corbin. I'm, very, I'm glad to see you haven't lost that skill. Um, let's talk about the expectation of the Big 12 and of OU. Some people are saying Big uh, OU is going to be the team to beat in the Big 12. Some people are saying uh, you got to watch out for Texas. They're going to come out of nowhere. And that uh, Bill Snyder is always somebody you cannot bet against. What is the overall temperature of the Big 12 this year? Well, if, if Oklahoma doesn't at least find themselves in the championship game, something has either a dramatically gone wrong in the Sooner Nation or someone's really surprised out of nowhere. You know, our broadcast partner, Teddy Lehman, refers to the Big 12 championship game as the second shot at Oklahoma game. So, you know, you start looking at what that's going to develop into, it's probably going to end up being Oklahoma and a team you didn't mention, West Virginia. You know, they're, they're really the only team in the Big 12 that returns an established starting quarterback in Will Greer, who some think can be a second or third round draft pick and one of the top receivers uh, in college football and still. So this is every year Texas is going to be back. We hear about it every single year, so much so it's nauseating. Like you just want to, you want to just sit and look at it and say, you're not what you once were. It's like you used to be hot, you got old, you had kids. <laughs> oh, wait, probably shouldn't use that analogy. But you get my point. Texas isn't what they once were. They're not going to be. Uh, and Oklahoma has continued to improve. Dude, look what, look what Lincoln's doing on social media. Look what Oklahoma's doing when it comes to recruiting. They get it. They understand it. I think Texas has fallen back a little bit. I think Tom Herman's got his eye on Ohio State. And I really think you hit on a team to keep an eye on Kansas State. TCU is going to be really good. I circle that as the scariest game of the season against TCU down in Fort Worth. I think, what is that, uh, late October? But regardless, this is, this is a league where Oklahoma should play in a championship game this year. The only question is, who's going to be there to play him? Is it TCU? Is West Virginia up to the hype? Or does Bill Snyder have something up his sleeve? Um, back to just OU. They, the depth chart was released the other day. It was a blank sheet of paper because Lincoln Riley <laughs> likes to play mind games uh, with the media. Um, but we've slowly heard some announcements, and a lot of talk has been around the quarterback position, but there are some other positions, too, that are getting a ton of attention or I think people should be watching, uh, Carson Meyer being one of them. What are some other players that you think um, people should be on the watch out or the positions people should be watching out for, not just this first game but the whole season? See, Sam, I tried to plant you a question that would have blown Corbin's mind, but I guess you don't check your Facebook messages in the morning. Because ah. Carson, see, if you would, I had a question planted Wait, hold on. that would have blown everyone's mind. Well, hold on. Uh, well, hold on. Let's, I'll, you and I will stall a little bit why she is uh, doing that. I didn't uh, send I, it to her. I didn't send it to her. I just said, hey, are you on? I got a question I want you to ask. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I didn't actually send her the question. I didn't know. I don't know, man. You know, vacations. 
I mean, maybe Sam was not going to take part in a sports interview. I didn't know. Um, Your question is, are you on this morning? Yes. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, things change. It's radio, dude. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But Carson Meyer, by the way, I'm pretty sure big man morning show listener. Uh, he went to Union. Uh, he's a guy that is uh, has been waiting for this opportunity. He came to uh, Oklahoma as a tight end. They transitioned him to an H back, and in Lincoln Riley's offense, that's a position that gets used a lot. Think Dimitri Flowers last year. Here's a couple of the other battles to keep an eye on. We got Bill Beatenbow. He's the offensive line coach. He's on our coach's show that we're taping today for tomorrow night on the Sooner Radio Network. Uh, he's got a battle at left and right tackle. Now, that's not to mean there's not talent there, but the guy who played right tackle last year might be sliding over to the left side. You have a true freshman, well, a redshirt freshman and a senior battling at center. So there's three positions on the offensive line that are up in the air, and it's still considered to be the strongest position on the team, which shows you the depth that they have. Corbin, it's wide open in the secondary right now. Parnell Motley's going to start at one corner, probably Trey Norwood at the other. It, this this. Brendan Radley Hiles kid, his name is Buki. Not Buki, Buki is his nickname. And it's basically going to be 10 guys and then this dude wearing number 44, which was the Boz's number, running around out there making plays. So they got a big battle going on in the secondary beyond what Buki's role is going to be. Uh, and then I think it's going to be interesting to see the youth on the defensive line. But once Tyler Murray was named the starter, and once they announced that Union product Carson Meyer would be the H-back, really you kind of pigeonhole it down to a few positions, which include one of the middle linebacker positions and the two safeties. And then of course that battle on the offensive line that we brought up is really the key two deep positions to keep an eye on. Don't forget the uh, season opener against Florida Atlantic is going on right here on KMOD 9 a.m. Start with our man right here, Chris Plank kickoff at 11. And are you going drinking the night before with Lane? <laughs> Don't lie. No, geez. Hey, you know what? If I could, I probably would. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, buddy. But, <laughs> Lane Kiffin has been incredibly low-key heading into this game. Right. He has had so many opportunities to throw shade at Oklahoma. Uh, guys have even teed it up for him. He was, he was on a Fox Sports radio show the other day, and the guy had brought up how you know one of the Fox analysts, I think it's Joe Klatt who's on the TV call, had actually picked Florida Atlantic to win the game. And Lane, Lane Kiffin basically destroyed any chance his team had of winning the game. But saying we, I mean, come on, listen, we won some games last year, but Oklahoma's like Alabama. So he hasn't, he hasn't really embraced those opportunities. Bro, look, look at Florida Atlantic's offensive coordinator. It's, you remember Charlie Weiss. It's Charlie Weiss's son. He looks like he's 12. And then you have Lane Kiffin's dad, who is a defensive quality con- control coach on this team, and he's about 90. So you have about every angle covered on this Florida Atlantic team. And um, and they're really good. Hey, can I can I bring something up for the Tulsa peeps that are coming down that we need to make sure we hit real quick before we wrap up, Corbin? Is it about getting there early because of the uh, the the gun check? <laughs> the, the... Yeah, there, well, there's another angle to that as well, too. That uh, I'll be honest with you, we're still kind of trying to hash out and figure out. So yes, clear bag policy is in effect. You know this. You've been to Arrowhead. This is a big NFL initiative over the last couple of years. And yes, there's a metal detector at every entrance. So. You don't get to say, oh, I'm going to skip around. Everyone's going to go through a metal detector. So their whole theory is arrive sooner. Get it? But if you are someone that shows up early and you hit campus corner, 
You know, the new liquor laws kick in on September 1, and I don't think you're going to be able to take alcohol off campus corner onto uh, campus. And there's a little separation there. It's a street called Boyd Street. They usually shut it down. But they're basically going to have the whole thing enclosed, Corbin. They're building the wall around campus corner. So if you're someone that says, hey, I'll just get my beer at Lugie's or, or wherever you go for pregame, I'll just take it over the, the tailgate. That's not going to happen this year because of the new liquor law. So uh, kind of educate yourself a little bit. It's going to be a little bit different. And, you know, they've done some things on I-35 for those that are traveling down from Tulsa. Uh, you, it's two lanes now to get off of 44 onto 35, so you got a little bit more space. And for the Tulsa peeps, Lindsay's wide open, so you can go down Lindsay. It'll be a little bit nicer than it has been with construction in years past, I hope. Uh, our man of the people, Chris Plank, not worried about the metal detectors, but letting you know you can't take your beer from uh, Campus <laughs> yeah. Corner on you know on your way to drink on the way to the game. I love that. Uh, the spread I, I just checked was 21 against Florida Atlantic. That seems not big. It isn't, um, but still, when you when you think about where Florida Atlantic was last year, uh, they played Wisconsin early and didn't necessarily give them a great game, but they kept it tight. You know, they're not they're not a team that was blown out a lot last year. So uh, I think there's a little bit of unknown with the quarterback situation at Oklahoma. Unfortunately, the last impression for, for many that saw the Sooners in that Final Four game was the, the defense getting blitzed by, by Georgia into the second half in overtime. So they have corrections to make there. 21, to me, uh, e- even though that doesn't seem big, I'd be worried if I was a gambling man of taking that big of a point spread. But you never know, and that's what's great. This year, this is going to be my eighth season doing sidelines. And this is the fourth year since I moved to Norman that we've been doing sidelines. And this is probably as much unknown across the board as we've ever had. But with that unknown, Lincoln Riley has constantly said one thing. It might be the most talented team that he's ever had. So there might be unknown when it comes to how good Kyler Murray is going to be or how improved you're going to see in the secondary guys like Buki play. But from a talent perspective, the coaches feel like this is the most talented roster they've had since they've stepped on the field. Dude, I, I was out of practice a while back. They look it, man. They absolutely look the part right now. Let's see how it, have to, how it plays out on Saturday. Pre-game starts at 9 a.m. right here on KMOD with kickoff at 11. Always great to talk to our friend Chris Plank, and I'll be watching for you near the end zone on touchdowns jumping up and down. Yeah, dude, I've got my uh, I've got my razor collared Jumpman shirt ready to go, so I'll definitely look the part. I'm jacked up, dude. I'm, I'm jelly. I-, I am jelly about you wearing Jumpman. That is such- that is so cool that e- they even got you guys Jumpman gear. Yeah, eighty eight bucks. It better be cool for a t shirt. So, you had to, you, know, you had to buy it. No, no, sh- no, 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 no. It's in- it never, never, never. <laughs> um, but- <laughs> All right, but man. What's cool? What, what, hey, by, by the way, what's cool about it is they keep getting new stuff. So as fans, if you buy, they keep getting new stuff. So it's an exciting time to be a Sooner fan, no doubt. All right, Chris, thank you so much. We'll see you 9 a.m. right you, here guys. on KMOD on Saturday. Have a great show. You guys have a great day and call anytime. All right, buddy. See you there. Chris Plank, OU Radio Network, and uh, former part of the Big Man Morning Show. He is going to be doing pregame at 9 a.m. right there from uh, Gaylord Stadium. So you can go, and if you're going down the game, he I don't know if he's doing it this year, but he used to do it out there with the people. So you can go out and say, wave at him. And if you've never seen Chris broadcast, it's a thing of beauty because he does eight other things while he's on the air, making rational statements. Yeah, you would never it's know. Insane. Yeah, man of many skills there. Uh, all right, so OU football right here on Cam OD. 
pregame, 9 a.m., Saturday morning, kickoff at 11 as OU takes on Florida Atlantic and uh, the Lane Kiffin. If you're a football fan, you know the Lane Kiffin stories. We'll be back. More of the Big Mad Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. There's a story in the news that I think is pretty hilarious. And it has to do with a guy who did Dine and Dash. He did. He fled 10 different restaurants where he was on dates without paying his bill. And he became known as the Dine and Dash Dater. He was grabbed by law enforcement, and they're saying he could get 13 years in prison. 13 years for yeah. dining and dashing. So yeah. did he, like, leave the bill with the woman, or he just took his date and bounced and left the bill with the waitress? Yeah. yeah. Essentially left the bill with the, with the waitress. Okay. Sometimes by himself, sometimes with a girl or a date. He, they say as total bills, eight women who left with bills totally more than $950. Damn. With two other checks. I used to get so heated pissed when I was a waitress totally. and I would get Dine and Dash on because whoever your boss is, they don't care. That comes out of your tips. Yeah. So you, you POS, who went out to a dinner, like not only screwed me on a tip, but now I have to work to pay your food. How old were you when you were a waitress? 19. How old were you the first time you dined and dashed? Ooh, 16. Did you do it any other time after 19? No, not after I was a waitress. But, and even like in, when I did it in high school, I didn't really do it that often. Like, I think I maybe done it three times and it was more like, it was a big group of people and I felt like I'd be an asshole by paying my own tab. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that 13 years is a little ridiculous. He's getting charged with extortion and uh, attempted extortion, grand theft and petty theft. Mm. Uh, Okay. So I don't think those are all going to stick. No. Because those are individual charges. Mm -hmm. Unless there's a rule that you can lump individual charges to make grand (laughs) larceny. Right. But it's not grand larceny. No. Oh, right. Yeah. It's not enough money. It's not enough of an offense. Financially, mm-hmm. unless you can lump them together. But 13 years seems a little weird when we're seeing some of these people that are doing things to children getting not even close to that right. amount of time. Yeah. Right. Getting six years or whatever. Yeah, I agree with that, but I think you should be punished. I was reading this morning because they're saying uh, he was he's being held on bail on $315,000. Jesus. Right. And that, yesterday... Yesterday, yeah, they passed uh, a bill in California to get rid of bail. You no longer can get bail. Wow, you serve your time. That's that. Huh? No, no, no. You you have they have to release you within twelve hours, and they can deem you either a, a minor, a low, medium, or high flight risk. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And ba- they will let you go based on that system. So if you're like cool. a low flight risk, they'll let you go. Have a nice day. But if you're medium, like high, they might not. Right, gotcha. high, no way at all. I wonder why they're That's doing awesome. that. I don't know. They said that there was uh, they were doing things to capitalize um, on people's Dude. situations. Mm. The bail industry is in some places atrocious. Yeah, and there will be times when uh, people will get in trouble that are, are bondsmen. Mm-hmm. Just to try and pick up another person to keep getting money out of them. Okay. Even though they're not doing anything wrong. 
It's like a whole thing. I there's this documentary about Khalif Brower <laughs> and like people that Who's that? He he's a he's a kid that got in trouble for stealing a backpack that he never stole. He ended up spending like 3 years in solitary confinement because he he kept getting his ass kicked in prison. They kept they revoked his bail. His dad couldn't pay his bail for the first time, but they went in, the, in this in-depth story about how it's a whole system that, that people are getting charged a ton of money in bail and if they can't afford it just pleading out because mm. they didn't do something wrong but they don't want to spend years in jail while the the judicial system catches up to like actually convict them. And so it's like a very racist system that like cops are picking up black kids and that if they can't pay their bail, then they just plea out. And so it makes like lawyers percentages looks good. And it's like this whole thing. And it all stems from kids not being able to pay their bail because their family's not rich and then them getting screwed for the rest of their life because now they're on probation for 10 years. And I think Meek Mill is a rapper that that happened to. And it's like this huge thing. And so I'm totally for that. I think that's bomb. Except what if you get deemed a flight risk and you're not, I mean, it's kind of a, it's all based on perception. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that I can understand that, but it's, I, I, I would rather that be based on perception than the right. amount of money that you have that whether you can or can't go free if you're rich or poor. Right. Let's say you steal a backpack or they say you stole a backpack and mm-hmm. they deem you a high flight risk mm-hmm. and you can't get out even though you didn't do it. No. See what I'm saying? Like it creates this weird peril it's of a- no opportunity for you to get out from underneath it. But it's easier for you to argue like, hey, I, I, I didn't do this. I'm innocent. Here's the evidence than it is for you to get charged like $900 bail and can't afford that because your family doesn't have that money. And right. Then you're stuck in forever. It just seems like an easier right. argument for innocence rather than the amount of money you have. Right, but it, like in this guy, $315,000 is his bail. He doesn't have to pay that. He pays a percentage to a bondsman. Yeah. yeah so but- it's, it's not like you get caught having to pay all of it. But some bondsmen are really shady because mm-hmm. just like in any industry and you know take advantage of people in these bad situations. So I, I, I would love it if every state did that. I think that's cool. Uh, here's Pop and Balls to the Wall Sports Top 5 Songs coming up today. It's the Top 5 Songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along. So we're going to put some uh, songs in your brain for the rest of the day after Pop. To the NFL where Des Bryant indicated on Twitter Monday night that he will likely wait until later in the season to sign with the team. The wide receiver released by the Cowboys in April met with the Browns last week but left that visit without signing a contract. Quote, I just have to take care of me first. I will play ball this year. Just might be a little bit later in the year. Uh, That's also because he doesn't want to have to go to training camp. In the NBA, a new rule yesterday that was implied for the first time in league history, the NBA will allow players to wear sneakers of any color at any point during the upcoming season, according to league sources. The rule change is part of the NBA's ongoing effort to allow its players to be expressive on the court. Last season, Nike's first year of manufacturing uniforms saw the addition of several alternate designs and the removal of traditional white-based jerseys worn only for home games. Teams were at their own discretion to designate their home and road jersey colors, and now shoes are following behind. College football gets underway tomorrow in our state with Oklahoma State taking on Missouri State. And yesterday here in our city in Tulsa, Luke Skipper was named the starting quarterback for the University of Tulsa. He went on to start the first five games, or excuse me, the last of five games of the second half of the 2017 season. Showed some promise, threw for over 1,100 yards and three touchdowns and 56% of his passes. He was the most consistent throughout fall camp, according to Philip Montgomery, and we'll get the start against Central Arkansas coming up on a Saturday. 
Oklahoma Sooners will take on a running back that's getting a little bit of buzz for the Heisman Trophy in Florida. That's Devin Singletary. If you look at last season's 1,920-yard production, only three other players in college football had a better number as far as rushing yards is concerned. That's Rashad Penny, Bryce Love, and Jonathan Taylor. And many are expecting Devin Singletary to be one of the best players in the non-Power 5 conference groups. So that means the Oklahoma Sooner defense will have a stiff test on Saturday. That's Ball Slid Wall Sports, Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. Ha ha ha! I thought of me. I thought it was me. I forgot you had your laptop. Uh, we do the top five songs. You submit a list, five songs, title and artist, and then we play them back on Wednesdays. And you can send your list to show at kmod.com. Show at kmod.com. Here's this week's top five. It's time for the top five songs. This week, it's the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along. From listener, New Jersey Nikki. Now, here's Corbin and the Minions with this week's list. This is going to be fun because these are songs that are going to get stuck in your head. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we started off with one right away that I was like, huh? <laughs> Title alone did not do anything for me. The song came out in 1968. The song peaked at number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and it's certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America for sales, over a million U.S. copies. The song was featured in the 1998 film There's Something About Mary. <laughs> number five on the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listener New Jersey Nikki is... Foundations and Build Me Up, Buttercup. Why do you build me up, Buttercup, baby, just to let me down? I messed me around and then worst of all, you never call, baby, when you say you will. But I love you still, I need you more than anyone, darling. You know that I have from the start. So build me up, Buttercup, don't break my heart. Foundations, Build Me Up, Buttercup, Sam. Number five on the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listener New Jersey, Nikki. Yeah, thumbs up. I think this song is adorable and it puts you in a good mood and it totally gets stuck in your head, so I give it a thumbs up. Gimpy. Yeah, I'm with Sammy on this one, man. It's a, it's a catchy tune is what it is, and it's going to get stuck, and you can't help but to sing along with it. Come on, Build Me Up, Buttercup. I mean, yeah, it's got a catchy little tune. You hear it, you're like, ah, but I'm not singing this later today. You say that? No, now. I'm telling you, those, all the songs that are available out there that you would sing in your uh-huh, head uh-huh, and get stuck in your head, uh-huh. this is not one of them you, for me. You wait, you'll be on the crapper later on, you'll be like, build me up, buddy. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, unlike you, I do not sing when I'm going to the bathroom. Sometimes. That's just not something that I do. Uh, number four on the top five songs, guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listener New Jersey. Nikki came out in 1978. The song peaked at number two on the U.S. US Billboard Hot 100 in 2009. The song was entered into the Guinness Book of World Records when, when it re, uh, world records when over 44,000 people danced to it. <laughs> and I know it's not the my feelings thing. Uh, while the lyrics don't contain any specific gay references... 
The song became a gay anthem. Number four on the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listener New Jersey Nikki is The Village People and YMCA. Sam, what do you think of Village People and YMCA? Top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listening to New Jersey Nikki. Um, yeah, everyone knows the words to this song. And like anywhere that you go, you're supposed to know the dance and stuff. So I give it a thumbs up. I can see why this is on the list. Gimpy, what do you think of your song? Uh, I My song, huh? It's all of a sudden, <laughs> this is my song. Um, I could see people dancing to this faux show, no matter where you're at. Skating rink, baseball game, what the hell, a bat mitzvah, whatever. You're going to dance to this song. Sing along to it, though, and not so much. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a thumbs down. I think you're high because this is by almost by definition my argument from the previous song. This song, will I hate this song. I will be singing this song later today. Okay. If you have a song you think should be on this list, I want you to text it to us, BMMS, and what that song would be to the phone number 82945. When we're at the conclusion of this top five, we'll hit the text and see what you guys sent in as songs that should have made it on listener New Jersey Nikki's list. Number three, came out in 1969. <laughs> the song peaked at number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. The artist said his inspiration for his song was JFK's daughter, Caroline, who was 11 years old That's at the time it was released. Creepy. The song has become a stadium anthem at many sporting events in the U.S. Number three on the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listener New Jersey Nikki is the white people's favorite song, Neil Diamond and Sweet Caroline. Silky golden voice of Neil Diamond. Sweet Caroline, number three on the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listener New Jersey Nikki. Sam, what do you think? I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Based on that scene in Ted 2, and they're trying to figure out which bear is the live bear and which one's not. So he plays this song, and then the live bear has to go, ba-ba-da, because you have to do that to it, just like Gimpy did. Right. So for that reason, it, I give this a thumbs up, totally. Gimpy. Yeah, it's a thumbs up as well. It's it. You see it at the sporting games. You hear it. You have to. I couldn't help but to sing along with it. So, yeah, thumbs up for me. Absolutely. You actually add lyrics to the song that everybody must sing along with that aren't a part of the song. So it absolutely gets a thumbs up for being on the list. You'll probably sing this later today at some point at a red light or if you're gimpy pooping. All right, moving on. We've got number two on the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from New Jersey, Nikki. Uh, this song came out in 1981. It peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100. The artist said the song originated during a series of gigs in Detroit when he found himself in a hotel room unable to sleep. It is the best-selling digital track from the 20th century with over 7 million copies sold in the U.S. That's a lot, people. Number two. On the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from New Jersey, Nikki is 
Journey and Don't Stop Believing. Not even here anymore, and he burns me. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Going anywhere Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train Sam, what do you think of Journey and Don't Stop Believing, number two on the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listener New Jersey Nikki? 100%. Everybody knows this song. I don't know a single person who couldn't identify this song, and so I think it totally belongs on the list. Skimpy, what do you think of... I'm sorry. What do you think of Journey coming in the two spot? I'm okay with it. I give it a thumbs up. I know everybody just did the air guitar part, so right along with it. Yeah, this is definitely one of those songs that you're like, yes, again, the lyrical geniusness that happens with this band is just boggling for me, hearing him sing, uh, you know, his voice is, again, velvety and delicious, so I'm a thumbs up for that one, too. His phonetic ability to sing is quite impressive. All right, number one on the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listener New Jersey Nikki came out in 1973, and the song peaked at number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100. In 2016, the Library of Congress selected this song for preservation in the National Recording Registry for its cultural, historic, or artistic significance. The song is a fictionalized retelling of the artist's own experience as a piano lounge singer. For six months in 1972 through 1973. Number one on the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listener New Jersey Nikki is Billy Joel and Piano Man. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. And you've got us. Sam, what do you think about Billy Joel and Piano Man on the top five songs guaranteed to turn into a sing-along from listener New Jersey Nikki? 100%. This was like, when I was in the Navy, every bar we went to, like any jukebox there was, we played this song or requested it. And everyone knows the lyrics. It's an awesome song, so I give it a thumbs up. Gimpy. I'm going to give this a thumbs down based strictly on placement. I don't think it should be number one. I think Journey should have been number one, if anything. So, based on that, yeah, it's a good song, and it is a sing-along song. You are going to sing along with it. Oh, show. But I don't think it should be number one. I, too, am giving this a thumbs down. Belongs in the conversation? Yes. Mm -hmm. Top five? I don't think so, because you either know La 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 La, the the two words, Piano Man. But beyond that, you don't know much of the lyrics. And if the list was the top five songs guaranteed for you to sway back and forth to, (laughs) then yes, you would definitely put this at number one. Because everybody kind of does the sway back and forth thing. Uh When they Yes. 
So and you're I, wasted, and that's all you can do. Right? Yes. <laughs> no. For me, on number one. And to prove the point further, we're going to go to the text that came in of songs that are far more guaranteed <laughs> to create a sing-along than the Foundations or Billy Joel's Piano Man. Sam, what do you have? This one I thought of because everyone does the same hand movements together when it comes on. What hand movements? Gippy never could participate. No. <laughs> That's why Gippy's fuming over there. He can't participate in this like, song. At this song. Going with you, stupid queens. Yeah. Nobody cares about you, Freddie Mercury. Oh, so Gimpy, what do you have? Well, it's no, it's no Freddie, but I think I feel this is a good sing-along song. Absolutely. Yeah. Bon Jovi. And you know what? If you get a chance to go see Bon Jovi at your local casino, go <laughs> do it. I'm telling you, it's a ridiculously, embarrassingly good time. Yeah, yeah. Have fun. Join the atmosphere. Drink. There's a lot of cougars there. It's, oh, yeah. it's a good time. You will be like, this is awesome. Never thought I loved Bon Jovi so I'm much. I'm telling you. <laughs> you re- don't remember how many hits they had. Yeah, a lot. This is a text one that came in, and I agree 100%. Solid bar song. Yep. For sure. Everybody in the bar sings that song. Sam, what do you have? A newer one? Confession, this is a running song for me. Oh, yeah? The cadence is, like, perfect. Okay, I can see that. If you're sad or pissed, listen to that song. Tell me it doesn't get you out of it. Yeah, it's in a good mood. Uh, Gimpy, what do you have? Uh, Here's another one I thought was a good one. I don't know if a lot of people know this one. Oh, yeah? But for me, sure. I yeah. think you, yes. Yeah. Sam, I don't think so. Okay. The youngins over there can't, yeah. can't handle the white snake. 
Yeah. <laughs> Name the girl that danced on the car. Couldn't tell you. Tony Cantane. Tony Cantane. Sure. How do I know that? And I'm not even good with the song, Gimpy. I don't give a damn about names. She's got boobs. <laughs> uh, all right. This is one that somebody texted in. I agree. thinking that this list should really be the song, the list that everybody would sing to, right? And if I'm at a bar and this song comes on, the chances of me singing it along, pretty low. Yeah. Compared to like Sweet Caroline or a couple others or the next one that I'm going to have, I would embarrassingly sing. Right? I don't think Pour Some Sugar on Me is one that I'm going to go ahead and sing. Yeah, you'll rock out to it in your head, but I don't think you're going to sing it out loud. Yeah. Okay. What do you have, Sam? Um, this is a text one in, and I totally agree with it. I, I'm going to disagree. You might what? do the air drums. Yeah, you'll do the drum part okay. for sure. All right, Kinda maybe like that's fair. Journey in their air guitar. Yeah, and and you, we should we should point out that people were doing the air drums before mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, Tyson did it in Hangover. Right. This is my part. This is my part. But he did it because everyone does that. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. What's the song about, Sam? I don't know. Perfume? Seeing somebody die. Yes. What? Perfume. Perfume. (laughs) This is about somebody dying? Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, If I saw somebody drowning, I wouldn't lend him a hand. Pretty mean. That's so rude. I thought it was a romantic song. No. Far from it. No, I have been to a wedding where I heard the song as one of the dances. I'm like, uh, how long did they last? Yeah, I, have, I, have, I don't know. I was there for the food. It's a red flag. You, right. br- you probably didn't bring a gift. Yeah, I, I didn't stay long enough. Right, I didn't buy him a gift, so we're not friends <laughs> anymore. Uh, all right, Gimpy, what do you have? Uh, this is a text one that came in. Okay. Man. I'm singing this. Yeah. At least the chorus part anyway. You try to keep up with this. Yeah. I'm doing the, the like, white thing. Raise the roof. Right. As, a, <laughs> as someone with zero rhythm, like, I have to, like, cock my body to the side. Okay. Right. <laughs> to make sure my hand is going straight up rather than off to the side. Yeah. I agree. That's a, that's a good text one. Uh, this is also a good text one. You're welcome. You're that welcome on that one. so rude. Uh, what do you have there, Sam? Uh, this is another text one that I, I agree with. I would buy that. I would, I would, I could see that happening. Yeah. The majority of the people in the bar would sing to this. Yeah. I think, yeah. Very American. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Gimpy, what do you have? Uh, this is a another text that came in, and I'm like, this is brilliant. I think we're alone yeah, for sure. You're shaking your head, Sam. No, I agree. Because it's annoying. That's why I'm shaking my head. Because it gets stuck in your head. I wonder what she looks like now. She was mega hot back in the day. I think most people sing it because they're like they're thinking of lesbian encounters. Uh, this is one that I have that came in, and it uh, it is for sure one that'll get stuck in your head, and everybody in the bar would sing. <laughs> you may not sing it in public, but as you stroll to the bathroom, you may hum it. Or band, they have to sing that every show. Right? They're just like, oh, right? Like, or they do it super fast, where no one knows what's going on, or a reggae right. version. They're like, "What are we hearing?" <laughs> and the band's like, "Feel bad for us. We have to sing it every night and make money." Do the thing. Do the dance, thing. monkey, dance, yeah. dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> Sam, what do you have? Last one. Everybody knows every word of this song. Nice. Gimpy, what do you have for your last one? Uh, I think this is a good sing-along, at least for me anyway. Nice. Yeah. Just makes me feel like I feel like I should be on my backyard, like in my backyard grilling. Yes. Cold beer in hand. Yes. Yeah. Curious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one that I have for my last one is one that you don't even have to play a certain familiar song. I feel like when it, a part of the song, when it comes on, people just want to start singing the lyrics. Yeah, 100%. You're right over there, Whitey. <laughs> right. You got to do the teeter-totter. <laughs> and you got to, I have to lean back. Oh, yeah. So gangster. Right. There's one more that I just wanted to get to because I wanted to ruin your, I mean, I wanted it to get stuck. No, I mean, I just wanted to. You just want to hear it. Uh, well, sure. We can, we can say that. But I just was hoping, you know, part of this segment, Thanks to listen, you know, listener New Jersey, New, you're right, New Jersey Nikki for sending it in. Is that it, these songs will get stuck in your head? 
And so this is the one. Thanks to Gimpy's done this to me before, so I'm returning the favor with the same song. Yeah. No! working on the construction site today singing this song and your friends hear you we're going to take a break if you have a list i want you to send it to a show at kmod.com show at kmod.com i got a fun game for sam when we come back the assault continues next 97.5 kmod Wasn't enough for me to do it the first time, dude. I had to do it again. Rusted Root is the band for those that need to Google. Yeah, right. Sam, who did you say it was? Who did I say? I don't know. Toto. Oh, Toto. Toto. Yeah. That's right. We had somebody send a note to Sam about a song they, they thought should have been on the list. They're like, Sam, how did you not play the Weemawop song? The no. Weemawop song. Uh, right. Yeah. Everybody knows the Weemawop song. You do know yeah, it. You do know the I Weemawop song. I'm like you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Yes. That song. I was like racking my brain. Like, what could the Weemawop song be? How do you spell Weemawop? It was like W-E-E apostrophe M-A-W-O-O-P. Sure. Ah, a right. Uh, all right, so we're not going to get to news quickies this week because uh, I am taking my wife on vacation, so there will be no show the next couple of days. Um, but I wanted to uh, have some fun in a different way with kind of news quickies, all right? Okay. So this one is called, Which One is True? Mm. I'm going to read the headlines. You've got to tell me which one is true. Are you ready? Yes. Oreo launches hot chicken wing and wasabi flavors. Missouri marriage age raised to 16. Anne and Frank Bakery owners consider name change. Day- daycare provider who hanged toddler in her basement sentenced to probation. Or pilot dies in plane crash while spreading his father's ashes. I'll read them again. Ooh. Which one is true? Oreo launches hot chicken wing and wasabi flavors. Missouri marriage age raised to 16. And and Frank bakery owners considers name change. Daycare provider who hanged toddler in her basement sentenced to probation. Or pilot dies in plane crash while spreading his father's ashes. Oh, I, I'm thinking the pilot one. The Oreo one I could kind of see happening because they're like, what's wacky flavor? But I think that there's no way to make chicken sweet and for that to be good. So I'm going to go with pilot and p- plane crash. Pilot dies in plane crash while spreading his father's ashes is true? Yes. That, Sam, is correct. That one. Oh! But so is the Oreo launches hot chicken wing and wasabi flavors. They're all true. It was, oh, it was a trick. They're, a bitch. they're all true, Sam. And so for me, I got these headlines and I saw them all this morning and I was like, this is bizarre to me. It makes no sense. Specifically, the, you know, Missouri raising the marriage age to 16. I felt like that was a little lost, but apparently. 
they uh, are taking steps to outlaw marriage between 15-year-olds. As a new law goes into effect on uh, this past Tuesday, which changes the age requirements for attaining a marriage license, the minimum age uh, to get married was raised from 15 to 16, and anyone under 18 with consent from a parent or guardian. How is it just now happening, by the way? My, uh, what I don't understand was like, all right, we're going to address this and change it from 15 to 16, is that they went 17 and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no. Give them some freedom, man. <laughs> you're, now you're just being completely liberal, liberal about it. Like, come on, 15 is fine. No, man, we got to move it to 16. 18! <laughs> like, they had an argument. Yeah. That's it just funny. is insane to me to make the argument of, like, why not just make it 18, end of story. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying there aren't people out there that have a legitimate reason for, I can't imagine what it would be, mm-hmm. but a legitimate reason to get married at 16. But I feel like that population mm-hmm. is 0.2% of the uh, rest of the people. That's what, it, and you shouldn't encourage that. By the way, to be like, yes, the law changed. I can bang my sixteen-year-old friend and marry her now. Awesome. I think that again, that is a small percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like tiny, tiny. Even if it's the cuckoos, right? I think what they're hitting at is like the you. You get those teenagers that we're so in love. We're gonna be together forever. Nope. Yeah, I think that's what it's hitting at. I know, but but those people can't vote. Let me ask you this, <laughs> right? <laughs> so. I can, what if you're somebody who was planning to get your 15-year-old married, and mm-hmm. then, uh, but you, the day, the wedding date was Labor Day weekend? Oh, yeah? So now are you screwed? <laughs> yeah, you won't get your goats or your dowry or whatever, whatever old age thing that you traded for your daughter to get married at 15, because that's the only thing I can mm. think of, is to allow your 15, your 15-year-old to get married. They yeah. can't vote, they can't have cigarettes, they can't have a beer, but they can pick who they're supposed to spend the rest of their life with. That's Make insane. Babies. That's insane. Yes. Think about the people, like with the, with the beer laws that are getting ready to go into effect mm-hmm. or the marijuanas, even some local city councils are changing some of the rules to fit to their community, which yeah. is fine. That's what, you know, politics are about. If you don't like it, be a part of the process. And so, uh, even then they were like, Hey, we're not a fan of this, but this one, were there people like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm fighting. Billy Joe, what's wrong? No, nah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you seem a little heated, man. Right. Okay? It seems weird. That I got to take care of Sarah for a whole other year now. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to getting that steer, man. Right. <laughs> God. Uh, the hot wing one is one that uh, I saw that I was like, no way. That's got to be a joke. Who is going to eat hot wing flavored buffalo wild wing? Not me. I can't Not imagine. Me. I like wings, too, and I like Oreos. I don't think the two should be mixed together. Though. Right. Well, uh, there's already peanut butter, cherry Coke, and birthday cake. And okay. people like those. I've not. There's lemon, I know. Gimpy would hate that bomb. one. Yeah. But uh. there are, I mean, people love these. The vanilla mm. ones are actually really good. The vanilla wafers, the thins. Mm. The thins are where it's yeah. at, man. You haven't lived yet. Well, apparently they are launching wasabi and hot chicken wing Hot uh, Oreos. That's disgusting. Have you ever had those? I like, learned from you not to. Keep- well, I would think savory. The savory sweet part would be like interesting. I would try it. I don't. Mm-mm. No. I don't no. want meat flavored Sa- cookies. Listen, savory and sweet are good combinations. Think of General Sal's kitchen. The uh, ch- chicken or his kitchen. I'm sure it's very nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I get that. I get the sweet and savory. I totally do. But there's a difference between like sweet and and spicy. And I get. Yeah, they have that. Uh, 
it's like cayenne or ghost pepper chocolate, whatever. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. I just don't think, like, you shouldn't mess with the Oreos and be putting weird stuff in there, like chicken wing flavor. Yeah, is there a chicken wing cake? Right, exactly. Like lemon cake, there's lemon cake, mm-hmm. birthday cake, like they're already sweet things. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of like draw, like, you know, I know there's some people that make cupcakes with bacon in them or wasabi or whatever, spicy stuff. So like, ish, I can see it, but chicken, a meat cake? A meat so cake. So a meat cookie? <laughs> That's disgusting. Meat cake. <laughs> you thought it was Jeff's birthday yesterday. <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't disagree. Ann and Frank Bakery owners considered name change. So this bakery recently opened up <laughs> near the Anne Frank Museum Oops. <laughs> oh, in Amsterdam. Man. And they surprisingly, uh, shocked to the owner, received a ton of criticism. And so they're now uh, considering maybe we should change the name. Anne and Frank. That surprised Anne and Frank, you? My, uh, my uh, siblings. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to be a douche. I totally like, oh, no, it's, uh, it's my sister and brother. The loop. In the car. That's the that's the, the, same, in the yeah. That's the same extent of the excuse. Uh, the daycare owner who uh, hanged a toddler in their basement has been sentenced to probation. As we were talking about earlier, with the the uh, guy who ran out on the tab mm-hmm. is getting thirteen years, or could get up to thirteen years. And this person hanged a toddler, got uh, probation. Uh, she's getting ten years probation for hanging a toddler in her daycare and running over two men with her minivan oh, before damn. trying to attempt suicide. She was facing 13 year, uh, years in prison, and all of the victims survived their what? injuries. She says, I apologize, and I don't know if I will ever be able to forgive me. I have no excuse for what I did. She's real sorry. Get out so of here. So she actually hanged the toddler from the neck. Like, I'm going to kill this bitch. Yes, she hung wow. him by the neck with a homemade noose in her basement in Minneapolis. Wow. And it's about a little boy who very well could have taken his last breath in that basement, according to the uh, assistant county attorney who was pleading the case. She had pled guilty to attempted murder and criminal vehicular operation. The attorney argued that cause was mental illness brought on by abuse. <laughs> can, is, can you buy a noose? Because they said homemade noose. Oh, right. Like, is there a commercial brand noose? Yeah. I don't know. I've never <laughs> made nooses. one. Right. Or, no, that's like, an interesting I don't question. rope shop Sam? very often. But can you buy a... Why are you winking? <laughs> Why are you winking at me? This is weird. I'm uncomfortable. Uh, and then quickly, we're going to cover uh, the last one, which uh, pilot dies in a plane crash while spreading his father's ashes. I can only imagine how devastated the family is on God. something like this, Mm-mm-mm. is that their son decided he was going to go out and spread the ashes. Uh, an Army National Guard pilot died, and his brother is paralyzed from the waist down after oh. the plane they were using to scatter their late father's ashes crashed into a pond. Uh, he was on leave from a tour of duty in Kosovo and had taken to the skies with his brother to spread the ashes over a cranberry bog. I like cranberries. Don't do that. Uh, Gross. You could right. be eating dead people in your cranberry juice. Yeah. Your the craisins. Si- the single engine plane crashed into a pond. Uh, the airport owner cites engine failure on takeoff. The engine started slowing down, and the pilot started to turn to come back. And when you heard the engine drop off, that's when they knew something wasn't going right. That's horrific. Well, God. at least they're all together. That's all that matters. And save the mom and Aaron. Except right. for their paralyzed brother. It's like, God. True. Eh. True. Uh, so they were all true, Sam. Well done. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. <laughs> 
Mad Morning Show. Salsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Find out what everybody learned. You tell us your favorite part of the show. Sam, what did you learn today? I learned, breaking news, there's a rat cooking food inside a hat. He's a chef. And uh, toys come to life just when you're not around. And nobody likes a meat cookie. No, I like a meat cookie. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? <laughs> I learned that Sam loves turds. I also learned, don't mm-hmm. you dare show that woman respect by calling her ma'am. Love you, Gimpy. <laughs> uh, I learned that Crossroads is a good movie. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I, can, I can get this. I learned that Crossroads is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be done. Sorry. Uh, and I learned, of course, Sam knows what a meat cake is. <laughs> of course she does. Good morning. What'd you learn today? I learned that if you hang hang out with Sam, you don't have to get high to get help. You hang out with Gimpy. I need help. I got to get high. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Last call of the day. Last call. Go ahead. See you later. It's Corbin saying, make sure that dishwasher's loaded right. I'm Seaman Sam, and this is for Mother. This is Gimpy, and I'm sorry. All right. Enjoy your guys' weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total douchebag. Douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Ah, sickle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.